because I uh, clench my uh, jaws or my jaw at night, so. This is going to be sounding terrible on out of context here on this podcast. <laughs> this is being recorded exactly. right now, by the way. Yeah. Howdy, everyone. Hi. Hello. Especially Hello. if you don't <laughs> ask what's currently being talked about, you'd, you'd rather not know. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of biting, welcome to our Resident Evil uh, remake and Resident Evil Zero episodic discussion. I'm really surprised we never talked about these games. Uh, I remember Ren was mentioning, like, yeah, we never talked about them. I'm, I'm like, I was like, you know, in all the time we've done Resident Evil content, we never talked about these two games. So we're changing that today. Uh, you all know me as Biodevil Dom, Biodevil underscore Dom, but I'm joined by a plethora of guests. So why don't we start off with Renegade Operative? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey people, how's it going on? And uh, I look forward to talking about zombies and Rebecca being bitten on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, we got to talk about the fucking uh, stupid crime mechanics in Zero. That's gonna be something. Or the uh, cannon bite that she received from the Eliminator in the cutscene, and she doesn't get infected. Body armor. Hmm. Plot armor. Howdy, anyway, next person, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Black Shadow. Yeah, howdy, everyone. It is yeah, the Black Shadow here. Um, yeah, looking forward to discussing what I think it was at the time, it probably still is today, one of the strongest entries of its series and a great example of rehashing its genre and Resident Evil Remake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we got AK Austin. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo. It's me, AK Austin, you know, in the hood. No, never mind. <laughs> uh, glad to be here back again. Um, yeah, Resident Evil Remake and Resident Evil Zero is probably the very first games I've ever played as a child. Bad example, but I'm glad to be here and we're going to be in some delving into some topics, we should say. But, on. Alrighty, and then we have uh, Divic. I hope I said that name right. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I'm here because I'll be the only person defending Resident Evil Zero. So uh, uh, actually, I think that's you will not be. Oh, okay, that's a good. Surprise. I just gave it a ringing endorsement. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I I have issues with RE Zero, but I do like that game, and I'll explain <laughs> why later. But. <laughs> Anyway, uh, last but not least, we have Sir Brandle. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I don't feel like it. Damn, <laughs> he just said, fuck y'all. All right, uh, And then we do have one other guest coming in, uh, Queen Chicken. They'll be introducing themselves uh, momentarily as soon as they join. What a name. But with that being all said, uh, let's start off with question number one for Resident Evil Remake. Uh, how did you formally find out about the Resident Evil remake and Resident Evil Zero? Talk about your humble beginnings with both titles. So, I personally did not even know that these games existed until I started looking more into playing Resident Evil games. Because uh, I started off with five, but I kind of went backwards and I played four, like, the first first time as... Uh, as a game that I played through uh, in the series. It it was a different experience, obviously, from most of the other REs. But I wanted to I wanted to know more about this series. I wanted to really get into it. So I started looking into playing the original three games. 
uh and that's kind of slowly how i discovered resident evil remake and before the hd uh the hd remaster and the origins collection that we now have uh i found out that it was only on gamecube and i was like damn that that really sucks because i don't have a gamecube but i'd kill to play it eventually i did end up buying a copy and playing it on a gamecube uh oddly enough i played it on my brother's gamecube before i bought my own and then sold it because there was only like two games i ever wanted to play on it but um more or less i kind of just found out about it just from my own uh digging around for this series and trying to discover what games to play next after re4 uh let's go next i think it's i could go next uh to be quite honest though i don't even know how i discovered these games because i know i discovered remake one before zero but this is way before the um like the remasters and the origin collection came out i will say that um I saw the opinions of Zero way back in the day. No, quite surprised. I was quite surprised people were that divisive for um, a Resident Evil game. But for remake, though, I, I again I couldn't play it because it was only on GameCube, which is probably why a lot of people didn't know this game existed because they were stuck on one platform that has a very little market share on. Before you continue, I just want to uh, add to that point specifically. Uh, when RE HD, when RE Remake HD came out, not many people knew that it was actually an original game being remastered. People thought that it was legitimately Capcom trying to do fixed camera angles for the first time. And I think that game was coming out in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Around there, uh, so somewhere around that time. So yeah, so a lot of people thought that it was a new game, and and they didn't realize that it was actually just a remaster of a remake they did way back when in 2002 for the gamecube uh and that was even more so the case with re0 less even less people knew about re0's existence compared to remakes as existence as a game probably speaks to the fact that neither game sadly sold all that well which is kind of a crime especially if you think about resident remake with both the gamecube and the wii version like is sold over a million but it took years for that even to happen. In mm. contrast to you know the the ones we already know and love, that took less time to sell. You know that many numbers. Yeah, I mean, but it didn't sell right to me until like what two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I think it was. Which something like that. Time. Yeah, and and you got to remember too that part of the reason why those games even were on GameCube and were on the Wii was because specifically the GameCube though was the fact that Shinji Mikami was like so adamant about having those games on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I a lot of people including myself personally believe that um excuse me that as far as uh both Remake and Zero had it been a PlayStation 2 exclusive or at least been a multi-plat game that RE wouldn't have gone in the more action-oriented uh direction that it went into after 4. Sure. But it's also debatable considering how much more is sold on PS2. But, you know, again, we can't talk past this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's all I got to say on this thing. I, I don't know when and where I found out about this game. I just know that they existed and I played them when they came out. Well, mostly remake, but yes, on, um, on PC. So, next question, go. Uh, I think I'll chime in then. Um... I, like I said as in my intro, 
I pretty much grew up with Resident Evil Remake and RE0. It was like one of the very first games I've ever played, ever since I could remember. Reason being is that my dad got the GameCube because of Metal Gear Twin Snakes and Resident Evil 4. He was a big Resident Evil fan. And so I was able to have the opportunity to play uh, the GameCube before most people in my family who like video games even knew. So I was... I have like a deep fear that it grew from Resident Evil Remake, either due from certain sections in the game that we'll talk about later in the podcast. But it's basically my childhood has been Resident Evil Remake 0 and 4 and then 3 and 2 in the years. Like I grew up with those games, so it's it's a big it's a big discussion topic for Remake and 0 for me at this moment. But without dragging on, um it very much it respect both titles, but we'll get into those later on. Uh, the next person can go. I guess I can go next. Mine is really quick. So I got into these games initially because my brother had them both. Uh, he had the remake and he had RE0, and plus he had a GameCube, so it was very easy for me to get access and play those games. Um, from what I seen of them and from what I played, I did thoroughly enjoy the first remake. I thought it was incredible, even for its time. Fantastic graphics, fantastic gameplay, just all around good stuff. For Zero, it's a little bit more divisive with me because of some of the gameplay mechanics, which I will illustrate later. But overall, I mean, there is things I like about the game that I'll talk about. And I think it was a great experience for them to go back and remaster it after realizing we fucked up and we made this mistake and we decided to say this didn't sell well. So now we're going to throw people a bone who didn't play it. That was a really good idea. And I'm glad that they made the HD Origins collection so people could get their hands on it. Because that was like, I just wish that we talked about it when it first came out, but different time, different cast. So yeah, uh, it was fun and enjoyable. And I'm glad to finally have these games again in HD. Hmm. Anyone else want to go? Yeah, I was, uh, I was in the end of high school when these came out. I was working at a, um, you guys know what a Hollywood video is? I know those don't exist anymore. I do. Uh, yeah. Hollywood video used to have something called game crazy. And uh, I worked at one of those and we had stations that had consoles in them. And I didn't, I couldn't afford a a GameCube at the time. I was a high school kid, but we had a GameCube station. So anytime there weren't customers in the store, I would throw in the resident evil disc. And I actually beat the whole thing at work over the course of like a couple weeks. Um, And the same thing with re zero. And then when I could finally afford a GameCube, I actually grabbed them and then, you know, they came on Steam. I grabbed them again. Uh, but yeah, I used to, instead of working, I would play those, like, constantly. And that's, right. yeah, that's how I got exposed to those. That's pretty interesting, honestly. Also, uh, our final guest is here, Queen Chicken, if you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself really quick. Right. Hello, I'm Queen Chicken. I'm a streamer at Warden Shepherd. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at QueenChicken7. Alrighty, and did you want to go ahead and talk about how you formally found out about Resident Evil Remake and Resident Evil Zero while you're here? Oh, well, I found out, well, I was I was a late bloomer of the Resident Evil series, because my first Resident Evil game was, oof, six. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a start. Hell of a start, it was. It was um, directed by Michael Bay and everything, man. 
very explosives everywhere <laughs> definitely not like um the originals uh, but i heard about the originals i really wanted to start and see where this all started and so i played the first remake uh, resident evil remake on steam very clunky and i was like these controls are wild but it was it was i enjoyed it and so i played zero as well and that's how i started was playing one of the older or newer games to now all right nice uh did everybody go or uh shadows next the only one was me um oh, okay cool but it's fine because the only answer is i don't remember been too long oh, wow I have wow. no idea. I was, I was anticipating for you to explain because I, I was. I'm very I don't interested. remember how I, how I came across these games. I've been in this series, I've been in the weeds for it feels like about a century at this point. Yeah. Um, so I've, I, I've played both of them so extensively, you don't even, can't even believe it. But like when I first came across them, <laughs> shrug. Sorry, kids. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you're. Your entire channel started from Resident Evil, so I was really hoping how you you would get into these games, but oh well. I I, I think I did, I think I learned about remake probably from the channel because I never had the GameCube. It was not a console I ever had, and I I think I was aware of it, but I never touched into the channel. Same for Zero, um, and yeah, when the they did the HD remasters, I was like, this is fantastic because you know both games, one probably more than the other, are pretty strong. Um, and I was fantastic. They had got the HD remasters, and yes, a ton of people were like, "Oh, it's a brand new game!" Like it, it really isn't, kids. But uh, you know, still a very, very strong title. So, but yeah, when I first came across them, I don't know. It could have been Carrier Pigeon. It could have been like SOS. Could have been anything. All right, smoke signals. Entirely possible. I'm that <laughs> old. Are you sure it wasn't like secret government files that you received in order to? understand how these games work and no comment <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so anyway um are we good or did one other person need to go on this uh, one no i think we're good i think we're good to get to episode part two of the questions Alrighty, so uh ren do you want to read off number two uh, hold on a second. Yeah. So Resident Evil Remake is known for updating the original game with a vast majority of new content. What was your favorite addition to this package over the original? Examples include connective lore, defense items, Crimson Head Zombies, Lisa Trevor redone scenes, the game being 70% different from the original, etc. Um, I would... This game was kind of in a strange spot, as, as a lot of games, I think, do when you try and remake something, um, you know, that's been out. Uh, this game came out, what was it, like six years, I think it was, after the original one came out, um, which Roughly. is kind of like long enough to forget a bit about how the original's gone, but it's it's too close that you can't just completely rewrite the script. Um, I think shinji probably deserves um and the whole team to be fair i think deserve a lot of credit for what they did with remake uh you know for people that had played the original there was you know obviously plenty to to, to familiarize and recognize everything had a fantastic facelift um you know gameplay felt much much stronger than it did previously which you know was obviously very experimental tons as a tons of stuff thrown in you know the whole lisa trevor arc um, you know, the, the horrendous crimson heads, you know, the reworking how fights and bosses and puzzles and all sorts of stuff. I think it was as um, very, very admirable how much they did. Uh, as far as an, as a favorite, though, um, 
I don't know. I was always fascinated with the least Trevor, the whole Trevor family line and how it kind of was, uh, was integrated into the game. Um, you know, just the, it's like a, a really terrible backstory of, you know, just use and abuse and, you know, everything that was done to Lisa, uh, you know, and obviously had George as well and just completely just getting, um, you know, experimented on and just, you know, showing, I think, one of the darkest sides of Umbrella I've say, the yeah. ever showed off. I was, I was about to say, yeah, that was probably the darkest by that time. Uh, now I think there's uh, some moments in RE lore and history that's a bit darker. Yeah. And it's tough to do that, you know, when you've got an established plot um, and you've got, um, you know, established characters and how they feel in, you know, and when, in a way, you know, for people who have played the game, all the twists are spilled. You know, you already know what happens with, with Wesker and you know, like, you know, obviously depending on which way you go, you know that, you know, either Barry's getting manipulated because of his family or Rebecca has, like, the the most greatest piece of body armor you ever saw that she can survive, <laughs> you know, a freaking point-blank shot. She's like, eh, I'm fine. Um, so, you know, to try and re- keep that refreshed... With you know changing the map around a little bit, little little tweaks here and there, you know you can definitely do that. But like introducing a whole brand new piece of plot on the side in a completely its own side story and kind of introducing that and integrating it is a very very difficult task. But I think they did a fantastic job with it. I mean, they did the best job, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I So I wanted to go on this uh, kind of discussing uh, the changes because like. Personally, I I love the original PlayStation One Resident Evil, but I also really love the uh, remake. And I think um, I kind of talk about this often with like comparing this remake to the more recent remakes that we got, in the sense that um, Resident Evil Remake was such a great game that I feel like a lot of us were spoiled by how good it was when it comes to comp- you oh, know, yeah. looking at the more recent remakes which, you know, have made their cuts and changes that um, don't keep a lot of the same, uh, don't keep a lot of the same uh, aspects that the original uh, games kept. You're jumping uh, ahead, is, actually. We'll, uh, we'll, get we'll get that. Oh, my, my bad. We'll get so, um, but, but point being is that um, the greatest thing about the Resident Evil remake is that what it, does and what a lot of remakes should strive to do is you know take the original game and just build upon it and uh do it in a way where it adds in new things that weren't there originally but those new things can also you know build a bridge leading towards some of the later aspects of the series or expanding on the universe even more so like with the lisa trevor stuff or uh having crimson heads and going above and beyond by like adding in new puzzles that have um more of an emphasis on what this series is about and what uh what contextual lore there is i think so that that's personally why i really like the resident evil remake in particular yeah um, i in in touching on that same point that you said um it is kind of like it's kind of a, a good rule of thumb with remakes, right? When you look at kind of any remakes out there is you take your original concept and you kind of expand upon it a little bit while keeping things familiar. I mean, Resident Evil 1 Remake is one of those games that 
I hold in really high regard, especially compared to some of the other Resident Evil titles that are more recent. Um, I mean, e even just changing up some of the camera angles when you're walking into a familiar hallway, or uh, there's a section in the beginning where you're walking in dog hallway and the glass cracks, but it doesn't, nothing happens the first time, a couple times you go through it. And like just messing with your expectations slightly for someone that's been through, you know, director's cut like seven, eight, nine times coming to Resident Evil remake and playing that, like keeping actually kept me on my toes. It wasn't just a straight translation, you know, crimson heads that were, um, a nightmare to deal with the first time. I think I screamed in the store actually. Um, any of that stuff, the Lisa Trevor stuff, uh, the Neptune, uh, encounter, like all that stuff is just like, it's just enough. It's just different enough to keep you on your toes and surprise you, but it still feels like that comfortable blanket that, you know, so I, I don't know. That's yeah. And, and what it's also tasked to try and do yeah. is it appeal to those that have played the game before, but not give it away and keeps it fresh. But you also then don't want to at the same time start trying to alienate people who have never played any of the games before and feel like they're missing out on something. Uh, you know, and again, something like the dog hallway, for example, a little crack, for example, people who played the game before, we can appreciate that because it's kind mm -hmm. of a cute little nod to the previous. It's like, okay, things will be a little different. But it's, you know, if you've never played the game before, you're just like, okay, that's not fun. This is going to be a problem later on. You know, it doesn't spoil either cat. That's, yeah. that's one thing I really like about it they really subvert a lot of expectations with uh the original game considering the fact that they try to change things around to mess with you first you think the dog's gonna come to the window then it doesn't or then you think the dog's gonna have the same cutscene in the main hallway where you just stuff his head back outside and then all of a sudden he comes in and he becomes an enemy in the main hall it's stuff like that that's really like unique that they changed around that's really cool as well because you really don't expect it yeah can i ask your opinion on something um like all of you on this um so I, i've I've played the original re1 like plenty of times as well as the remake and i actually really like the differences between some of the rooms like i like how the the rooms were designed in the original like playstation one classic but i also really like how the remake either completely does away with those original rooms and recreates them from the ground up or adds on to those rooms with like additional hallways and new rooms that weren't there before. Like, how did how did you guys feel about that? I agree because um, the library was boring in the original, so they decided to make it a boss fight, which was a lot more entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's also a good boss fight too. Mm. Yeah, I mean nothing. I like zero. Nothing. Nothing feels out of place when you think of like the extra stuff and like, you know, kind of like making the, the map, it's a little bit more complicated, sure, but nothing feels like egregious. Nothing feels like it's just thrown in for the hell of it. It feels like everything kind of has its purpose. You know, if you've got like the, you've got the balcony outside with the dog whistle, get the library talked about there uh, with that. Um, even just like thinking about the whole outside section, you know, where you've got two directions you can go now when you go into the courtyard and obviously that, that dives into Lisa Trevor stuff. Um, but even that, you know, it's, it's completely brand new, but it doesn't feel yeah. like it's it's just thrown in for the sake of you have to put in something new. It feels like it's it's got its place. It's earned, it, um, you know, and then it even ties in with like the crest, you know, the whole star crest puzzle, which they've yeah. reworked for the purposes of getting the magnum, that sort of thing. So it, it, all it ties feels to like, um, you know, kind of going off of that point that you just made, like it feels like what they did was like 
how can we make each area feel more meaningful in this remake? Because we've created some of the more recognizable rooms that people know. And maybe this time with the remake, we have more time to work on some of these other rooms that we didn't have the time originally to work on. So I think that's what really makes it kind of stand out. I do have a very, very slight hot take. Um, I I actually kind of miss the room where the... Um, there's a room in the original where... Um, it's located right next to the library. It leads to this like room where you can get, I think, uh, I think you get the battery and you could see like. A I know what you're talking about. The, yeah. the crow, yeah, the crow, the crow, the crow the jump crow scare is, like, burst through the window. That's yeah, so I, cool. I, I missed miss that. that room. Uh, other than that, I mean, I get why people don't really like the library, but I, I kind of like that library. I feel like they could have like had two different ones, like had that as a completely separate room or make that a new like puzzle room instead. So I don't know. I I, I kind of dig. I, I dig both. I think both look great. So like, yeah. I, I don't think you could really go wrong with either or. I was I think, thinking maybe that they could have taken the crow jump scare and just moved it to someplace else. Like the uh, it's the room with the artist panels that you have the light up. They changed that puzzle, by the way. They could have made the crows like burst through there because originally I think you have to walk through anyway in order to not trigger them in the first place. Well, you know what would have been great is if they had the because um, obviously there's going to be like camera angles you can't really get a good view of, right? Or like parts of the room that you can't get a good view of. Mm -hmm. They could have had a shot where it was like pointing from the ceiling and the uh, crows like burst through the ceiling or something like that. That would have been and cool. The only oh, thing man. that they should have left in the game from the very original files wise and all that. It, or from the director's cut rather is the basement music and they just don't say a word about it oh, <laughs> interviews or anything just leave the basement music in there so, and just don't even react don't even acknowledge it so the funny thing about that is um so hypothetically speaking had they recreated that soundtrack uh, i've seen some i've seen some videos people posted where they've recreated some of those tracks from director's cut and made them actually really good um which I have a bit of a hot take on that too. I actually do really like the director's cut soundtrack. Minus some of it's not bad. Band. Some of it. Yeah, there's not... some really good yeah, tracks that could have worked. The the um, um, the, the return revisit. Let me get myself on something. But when you revisit the uh, the manor, um, yeah, you know, some, some of the music of the hunters is is really really good. Yeah, it's, it's, I I think so too. And but that being said, um, I guess what I'm trying to say with that is like, um, I think what would have been like the the issue would have been though is that because it was composed by a fraud uh that's probably well at the time they didn't know right but like now with that new uh, remaster too they probably wouldn't have been able to keep it anyway yeah so the only other thing i missed from the original is the fact that the game was a lot more gory like uh rebecca's death that was a lot more gruesome in the original than it was in the remake where they cut away as opposed to her head just comes off like in the original i'm like oh shit uh so it's, yeah 2002 compared to 96 couldn't get away quite as much yeah it's more comedic too yeah it, it's true maybe that's like a knock at the voice acting as well because the dialogue in the original was not that great but still uh just i missed the gore that well that's <laughs> saying it lightly but that's you know like what i mean understatement of the century you know what i mean what are you but talking about that is some fucking grade a voice acting 
That's why they How modded it back into Chris's the blood. A for astronomical. Hey, those those voice actors did a great job. Oh, <laughs> I mean, for, for the experience they had and probably what they got paid for, they did all right. Could have been a Jill sandwich. Oh, I also Wesker, missed that. Where uh, have you been? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Beans and cods. Alrighty. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Ram. What were you trying to say? I, I, I totally forgot because everyone was like bringing up lines from the first <laughs> one. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I think I was saying that costumes also from the original, like, I, I think there's costumes that didn't make it, but they tried in the remake to compensate uh, by putting in stuff from Cove Veronica and Resident Evil 3. So I kind of dug it in a sense, even it, though they cut out some, some costumes. Original and costumes. more, and even more in the HD remaster as well, like chucking like the, like the, the RE5 costumes as well. Oh yeah, the, I forgot about the, that. The Lost in Nightmares costumes. Yeah. My only complaint and... I don't know if we're going to talk about this with like RE0 in particular later in the doc, but my only complaint is that RE0 had more additional costumes that than uh, remake. And I personally would have loved to have seen Capcom throw in, throw in like uh, Chris and Jill's like Revelations costumes since Revelations 2 was coming out right around that time as well. And they could have had a way to like promote it slightly in that in that regard or like add in some of the costumes from the original uh, PlayStation uh, release or some of the other uh, ports of RE1. Mm. So, yeah. So if I can uh, jump in real quick, because um, we haven't talked about it at all. Um, I want to talk about the Crimson Heads, because that was probably my favorite addition in the remake. Reason being is that still to this day, Crimson Heads will always make me want to pee my pants. <laughs> they this, Their design sound of their sound design their design and their gameplay design is so unique to resident evil that it doesn't feel great having it in other games other than remake if you can understand what i'm saying i think remake is the only resident evil could have crimson heads be so well done and so terrifying at the same time uh on, on my stream i actually had a moment where i killed a zombie in hard and I was trying to get to the uh, snake room to activate it so I can get Richard's shotgun because I needed it. And he ca he got up within 10 minutes of me downing him. I did not expect it. I thought I had more time. And when it happened, I completely had to stop for like five minutes just to catch my breath. And that just solidifies how much I just love Crimson Heads and Resident Evil remakes because they're just the most terrifying thing in the entire game, in my opinion. And I want to know what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it comes back to this, sub, it's subverting what you expect, and it's also trying to make the, the players have, like, a, you know, establish consequences for your actions. You know, not you, it's not a case of just going around a mansion, just blasting things dead, and that's it, you're fine. You know, it's it's like, you need to, you know, obviously look to, to find ways, obviously, to deal with it, the lighter and that sort of thing, and you kind of... It, it kind of promotes a bit of backtracking and there's a bit of busy work going on, which you could take or leave, I guess, as a gameplay mechanic. But um, yeah, the whole idea that, you know, it, you take these guys down, unless you deal with them properly, they're going to come back even worse. You know, again, it's just kind of trying to instill that sense of, of fear and dread into the player. Yeah, you learn how to uh, you learn to stack dead bodies on top of each other real quick or blow their heads off with shotguns like that just becomes second nature at that point. Yeah. I uh, love Crimson Heads. I think also counts too. Uh, if you if you shoot off one of the legs, 
yes yeah, it, it, yeah it's, it's, it's basically the same as like a headshot but you like shoot them like someone that's not the head it does that and that's it does the same thing but the head's yeah, there, funnier there are certain zombies <laughs> that will never turn into crimson heads in that game i think you mean the lab zombies right some of them at least uh, some, oh, some most of them, of them become there. Um, There's a couple others, I think, as well, who tend not to. Some the, uh, the the graveyard behind the painting. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a, there's a couple of loose locations, yeah, but pretty much everywhere, like, yeah. um, um, in the map. Zombies without clothes don't turn into crimson heads, let's just say that. Yeah. Load-bearing clothes. Um, but, um... Oh, I just, I'm just remembering just their freaking hype, their roars in my head now, and it's just freaking up back. Honestly, in, in my opinion, at first they were terrifying, but once you get the shotgun, they're kind of easy, in my opinion. Well, once you learn how to deal with them and prevent them from coming, too, like, every time, like, once I realize, hey, like, if I leave this body here, it's gonna turn into a crimson head later. Just burn the body and walk away. Yeah, it's all about it, it's it's all about like, it, mm -hmm. it's about the person's first experience. You know, it's like the mm -hmm. it's the key one, especially something like the Crimson Heads, because of the way they work. Because you know, you you don't realize how bad they are until you run into them, and then you're like, yeah, this is a real problem. I got to do something about this. You know obviously, what's like, funny? Once you know how to headshot anything, like yeah, obviously it becomes a bit trivial. But you're talking three, four, five gameplays down the, down the road, and then you're in a different story altogether i want to bring something up real quick you know what's funny you don't get that viac file about burning them until you're in the lab that's like the last section of the game oh that's bullshit that's true yeah like you you get told about like the fact you need to burn them but you don't actually get specifics on what exactly is you're fighting until the very end yeah which is a strange choice you'd expect to have been told a bit more about them a bit sooner than that for some reason I mean, it is a strange design choice I guess Capcom wanted to say, well, I guess you got to figure it out on your own what to do. And honestly, after paying attention, you, you kind of get it after a while, but you don't get that file until like the last bit. So first time players probably were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's it's I think it's you could even take it as the developers kind of trusting that you can put two and two together. Or you could also suggest they're just trying to not insult your intelligence. But then some people need that helping hand. Well, yeah. some things are not as obvious as the other. Like, yeah, you, uh, your yeah, the body is really there. Right? Like, women think I could just burn it, you know, because the kerosene could be used for something else. Like, oh, I could burn a couple of bushes, whatever, you know. Like, yeah, but like when you get that first safe room and you pick up like the uh, whatever the heck it is, um, uh, and you get and you get yeah, and you get the file. It should kind of lead you to assume what you got to do. But yeah, it's it's a it's an unusual game choice. All right. Uh, anything else to talk about for this last section? I think we're good. Unless if somebody else wanted to make a quick No, let's move on. Okay, so uh, Brandon, you want to read off number three? Sure. Uh, speaking of BOWs, how did you feel about their effectiveness on gameplay compared to the original? Um, I hate how tanky some enemies can be, well, zombies in particular, with the shotguns because God. of the crimson hit mechanic. I really, that's one thing I really, really, really hate that remake has done. I don't like the chance of me actually blowing up a zombie head. It, I, it should be guaranteed, you know? If they're going to come back as a crimson head, at least no, um... Hmm? Uh, if they're going to do the crimson head mechanic, though, at least do it with the zombies that are already dead or just the ones that, you know, I naturally didn't, just didn't kill with a headshot. But if I um aim up and blow the heads out, though, it should always be guaranteed. I don't like that, that little particular change at all. 
But besides that, though, the enemies for the most part are generally fine. Um, hunters uh, are all for that because they are kind of unfair in the original. They are yeah. very happy to just chain hit you to death, which is Lake swipe. Lake never swipe. a good Lake game swipe. mechanic. Oh, you know, the same problem that happens with the Eliminators in Zero. They like to chain swipe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it never goes down well. So we'll, we'll at least they've really worked a bit. They're still are very, very dangerous. Um, you know, and you even got you know, lots of bits and pieces that there's there's a couple of rooms where they can like bust doors down later on, which is kind of a cool way of kind of like again changing the map a little bit, and you know it makes just makes everything feel a little bit more diverse. I think it's a very very nice touch. Um, uh, even yeah. the obviously the movement of zombies throughout rooms also is kind of a cute, but I feel that the hunters is a lot more. It means a lot more. It just also shows the their brute force and just hunting instincts against yeah. the player, which is really really cool. It's, Especially it's cute. for his time. It's cute, but discreet world building. I feel like they were way worse than the original. Like, every... yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, in the original, they are brutal to fight. Um, Just super dangerous. And they'll just insta-kill you, like, out of nowhere. And they don't even... It's just so sudden. And there's sometimes just nothing you can do about it. Uh, <laughs> super bad times. <laughs> I believe the there's decapitation a... deaths were cool, though. You, you gotta admit that, at the very least. Yeah. They were, but they eventually yeah, just got things. annoying. They got so annoying over time. I think the worst area with these enemies in the original was the basement. Actually, yeah. I uh, I think with director's cut on the arranged mode, they were worse. Yeah, because there's the like three of them ramped up, and there's like if you're playing as either Chris or Jill, I I felt like it was worse with Chris, and I still to this day have not beaten arranged mode with Chris on uh, director's cut, but. Uh, they put like three or four like in the same room, and yeah, you're, like, there's a couple of hallways which is just absolute death traps. But you've yeah, got like, uh, you've got to cross them. Yeah, and and it sucks too because like if you're out of health items, they guard basically like three or four green herbs there, and it's like why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the 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 hallway to where the plant room is is um the one that comes to mind. Absolute death trap. Yeah, I, I will say, though, um, in terms of just looking at the enemy designs and I mean, obviously, it's really no uh, contest like, yeah, the GameCube made the enemies look more terrifying, more realistic for the time. Um, I I genuinely like a lot of the zombies that they made in the uh, the remake. I feel like they were definitely um far more appropriate for what they were trying to create because we've seen like a lot of the cg cutscenes that they would throw into these games these pre-rendered cutscenes, and they never really looked or translated well into gameplay in terms of just how they looked so i feel like remake really nailed the look uh both for the cutscenes and the actual gameplay where they just looked all across the board uh like what the the developers intended for them to look Yep, Plant 42, I think, is the prime example. Yeah, Plant yeah. 42. To mention the sound design of all the uh, creatures is, like, perfect for them. Oh, okay, so, like, the Crimson Heads, for example, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, the fact that you can hear them running down the fucking hall ready to square up, like, that <laughs> is just so fucking terrifying. Yeah, I hate that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, walk in a room as a crimson head, and you're like, uh, nope. Yeah. The, the amount of times I've turned around instantly just to leave the room, just to reset them, like, nope. Mm -hmm. 
the worst. It's a make of the... A... Um, that's kind of, I think they can get overlooked a bit, but the whole... How Lisa Trevel's handled in combat, the fact, obviously, that she's, like, invincible, basically, and every, almost everyone sunk, oh. always sunk a ton of ammo into her, into the cabin, and was like, why is this not working? You know, I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because um, they effectively added in a Pissor-type enemy in Resident Evil 1, thanks to the remake. So, like, so technically, every... Um, each game of the original trilogy has a pursuer now of some kind. Yeah, then and then Mr. X, Demi, and now Lisa. Mm-hmm. I also like like from a story perspective, she made sense because she was the original carrier for like um the G virus and also the Nemesis prototype. They essentially workshop that in to make it makes sense from a plot perspective and i really that was awesome I, that's one of the things i really liked about that creature because you can see birkin's eyeball right on her back too when she's walking and that's kind of cool there is yes. a lot going on i think it's the best way to describe this, this. Yes. In more ways than one yeah the anti-tentacles coming out of her she had a bunch of faces she's a hunchback like oh my God. It's, also did like, she like rip off her mother's face or want it to and put it no, on herself or um, something like that no, she rubs other females' faces. Oh, okay. Yeah. If she had Facebook, I think the status would be it's complicated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why Jill is more haunted by Lisa than Chris. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Chris is uh, uh, And I always have fun it funny when you're walking through the cabin on the way back. You just walk out the. Uh, the door, and then Lisa just comes, just donk on the head. He just <laughs> yeah. I was always wondering why didn't she kill that person there? I guess like plot cyborg was going yeah, on or ha- something. Have you heard of plot armor, young sir? Yeah, yeah like they, they should have been dead from there because like, that was yeah. a pretty powerful clock, you know. Or if anything, she'd been knocked out a lot. There has to be at least a mild concussion. Mild? Uh, I don't know. I think a serious case of brain damage, or you know, just just completely. Crushing someone's neck and head and spine all in one move. I mean, uh, I, let's I fall on the floor and start shaking. Uh, <laughs> level of head damage there. Yeah, I don't know if he'd to shake, I mean, he'd just be just gone. And uh, I think I think she kept her like she needed her tools to get her face off. Yeah, but alas, hold on one second. I need to get my scalpel. Um, as far as the BOWs go, always you know playing uh, OG Resident Evil's kid. And seeing some of the redesigns was just like part of the most fun. When you see the dogs in that intro cinematic, like the dogs look awesome. The dogs look great. Um, (laughs) And especially really big into uh, like Yawn. I remember Yawn, when you first fight Yawn, it looks like one of those uh, wooden toy snakes you would paint as a kid. It has a little like rubber tongue you glue on and all that. Um, So seeing like kind of the Yawn fight a little bit, uh, mixed up and then the giant neptune is like uh, i don't know all the like creature bow's like stick out really really fresh in my mind mm. um and <laughs> then too. just just like adjusting them like the hunter behavior and all that just enough like it rolls into the last question again where you have this familiarity or like the crimson heads you're really familiar and then there's just something kind of mixed up with it and it you know kind of that's the overall um kind of consensus with resident evil remake right is like the same but different so i don't know they always always love the creature designs in one they stuck out really really heavily when i played it um neptune leaves a decent mark because he uh, like doesn't let up after you drown out the water 
you have to electrocute the guy just to finish him off. I thought that was a really like good moment. It's oh, a cute it's little thing. It's a cute little thing. Like you're like these sharks. You're like you're in the you go into the water tank for, for a first playthrough for most people, and you're just like there's sharks. What? Okay. And then there's a giant shark, and you're like even more panicking. And you have to do the little puzzle before Neptune breaks the glass. And you're like, okay, haha, I beat these sharks. Well, you get up and to try to get the you get the key item, and Neptune wakes up. It, on my first playthrough, and as I as if I can remember, I freaking freaked the hell out when I saw Neptune working because I have a deep fear of dark ocean, especially if they're sharks. So that really got to me. I think the greatest part about that segment is when you realize that the music kicks in because in the original it's like, well. It's these two baby sharks. You kill them, or you can run away. It's not a big deal. But in this one, it's like once you start running away and you see the baby sharks and they try to bite your leg, and then you hear that music and you don't know what's going on, and then the <laughs> big one tries to eat you. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, they turn Neptune into an actual mini boss fight because you don't do the thing in time though. You're you're just dead. So like, I do like the changes for Neptune. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty I... fantastic. I love that. Yeah, it's definitely a good section. Well, how you guys um, feel about you know the tyrant and everything? How they changed that fight just a little bit? I think the tyrants, uh, even though it's short, fun. it's it's sweet. It's short but sweet. I like I how mean. he can kill the secondary character if you're not doing anything or paying attention. <laughs> the amount of times I've seen Rebecca or Barry just get impaled is great. <laughs> it's because yeah, no it's, weaponry. It's, just to stop him, really. Yeah, it's fine. I like the way they kind of like try and get like uh, include like your partner to get involved in the in the end fights. Although they are definitely very easy to get killed, but you know, it, it's 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 fine. I guess I got no problems with it. It's I've, not. Uh, I always love the stupid um, big commando rocket launcher that Jill gets. <laughs> that's always the just like, yeah. That's. I, I mean, that fight's just cool, man. Like, that slightly updated tyrant design is just neat. And the fight it's really doesn't change. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're you're looking out for some AI partners, but it's still basically the same. It's just, I don't know. It's, it, it's a good way to finish. Not to mention, if you're playing on hard or something, or the tyrant still has a lot of health, uh, he'll deflect the first rocket, which is hilarious. I oh, did not know that. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you play on yeah. hard, or if you play on normal, and you don't damage him enough and you have the time limit start going down because it also kind of works the same way you deal damage it reduces a time cooldown but if you save up a ton of your magnum shots you can get the rocket launcher right away you know on hard and i think sometimes on normal if you shoot one rocket the tyrant will deflect it it's so cool because you're like you 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 activate the cutscene like oh i did it no the music the music doesn't (laughs) the cuts the the uh, camera angle changes to a, a slightly different camera angle to show the tyrant deflect the missile and i think for most people if i remember uh watching some people they were like losing their minds like what and they shot again no. and they killed him like, oh, remake just- effectively did the same thing if you play on hardcore mode um shoot the rocket the first time against the tyrant he's like nah i'm good shoot another one yeah it's, it's a cute idea but then all you do is you just you just press the button again and it's just like oh okay it, it was a bit of a missed opportunity, I think. 
it's just for first playthroughs and you don't know that's a thing is it oh yeah but even in the first playthrough yeah it's like you're like oh that's not good oh wait i've got three more <laughs> and i'm still letting <laughs> yeah. you i'll just fire at you again and yeah. then you're dead so i think it could have been just... a bit better handle but it's a that's a nitpick yeah uh, the only other thing is uh, defense items, if we didn't talk about those already. I think oh, yeah, yeah, the whole defense item stuff uh, you know, may or may not have mm-hmm. broke series um, going forward. but mm-hmm. you know, I wish more games brought them back, though, because I'm glad that um, 2 had them. But the one thing I wish it 2 didn't do is um, have it as a um, common item for you. Because uh, in contrast to Remake 1, though, I like that it's like a separate column for you, so you don't worry about taking up extra inventory yeah. space for defense items mm-hmm. in contrast yeah. to two where everything's in your, in your same inventory slot so that's one thing i actually don't like but you know yeah but, um, i agree on not sure if most of you know this but if you stick a knife in a zombie's head and blow it off you can get your knife back you, you can right. get yeah. it back and in, in you can't but do you want it back after a while because at that point you know if you're done with a spot then just leave the knife and move on you can always get another one potentially yeah, the the the, the game vomits self defense items at you, so you don't mm-hmm. have to scratch. Especially as Chris, you know, yes. the grenades are Yeah, this needs the flash grenades are pretty good. Uh, it's it's kind of risky though with Chris because if you blow them up near you, you take damage. I noticed that you you, you yeah, go yeah you, you can't take damage on the frag. Go, the well, I mean, who's stupid enough to stand next to him? Uh, a couple of people have in tight situations. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> things happen, you know. Knife uh, zombie with a grenade. Sometimes you're in a really tight what, what hallway. Are you, what are you trying to say, Ron? Are you are you trying to insinuate that you've done this? Uh, I mean, everybody has face splash damage like once in a while with a uh, grenade. Uh, uh, not least from my own grenade. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Because I, I want the zombie to be dead, so I don't want to exit the room, but if it's a tight uh-huh. space, I just uh-huh. run. Yes, uh-huh, sure. People have flashbang themselves before an RE2. on its own sometimes, too, though? It, does, uh, it has a few. It, it, it has a few. Its own, but you can also okay. share. Pretty so, sure Chris does pull the pin. Yeah. So, uh, mistakes are made. Everyone makes them. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we good here on this one, then? We can move on to four? Yes, yeah, which, is, uh, which is the funny one that we referenced earlier. Divik, you want to read on uh, number four? Yeah, uh, the original Resident Evil is known for some very laughable dialogue. Give your take on how the remake handled the script slash characters. And before anyone else says it, says it, don't open that door. Oh, yeah. man. To be, okay. to be fair. No, no, no. I, I, I need to. I, I got to start here. But I think that Capcom were kind of in a bit of an impossible situation with this because obviously with how infamous the original voice casting was how do you go about trying to revoice this game because you can't <laughs> you can't even begin to try to do the same as you did previously you can't skip you want to or not. Impossible. let's be honest here yeah you, you can't skip his legacy because the reason why people mind it because it's funny as shit yes but, i mean but never mind that for a sec hold on like i, I just want to say this though mm-hmm. to be quite frank though um while yes the, the delivery of the lines were corny and funny as shit though i'll be quite honest though um they try a little too hard to abridge them in the remake it comes off like they're trying really hard to like okay this is what they actually meant or something like that which i'm like uh i'd rather take them the original line just have a different delivery versus just changing it up just for the sake of changing it up because i feel like they're just trying a little extra just to separate itself from the original i i think you really get that go ahead oh 
I was just gonna say, I think part of what it why it was done that way originally is because, well, for one, at the time nobody really took voice acting for video games seriously. It was a new, it was a new era for games at that point. So like voice acting was just like. It wasn't really commonplace at that point, whereas like now it's like we almost have it like everywhere. Most games uh, these days have voice acting. So when we hear voice acting that's on this kind of scale of, you know, bad, uh, because at least, you know, it's so bad, it's good in this case. But Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people tend to criticize that because, you know, we've gotten past that point of, having really bad voice acting but another uh i think another issue is too is that with that original cast you know this is a japanese developed game so when they when they heard this they probably thought this sounds fucking great we don't understand a single word of this but let's throw it in anyway because why not so and uh, yes the japanese version still had the american voices but it was it it wasn't until recently and it, it there's a specific reason as to why, but it wasn't until recently they started started dubbing a lot of their uh, English on, only series. Um, so Devil May Cry was also in that kind of same situation where there was only English, no Japanese until fairly recently. And now uh, with uh, Resident Evil, they've been more and more adding in Japanese voice acting and dialogue. And uh, specifically when before this kind of like push to add in more Japanese voice acting and dialogue uh, became a thing. Uh, For Resident Evil in particular, Shinji Mikami just wanted the characters to, you know, sound American or sound like where they were from. So because the characters were American, he just wanted English voice acting to make it feel more authentic than to, say, have Japanese voice actors acting as American characters, because it wouldn't have made sense. Uh, This is kind of a similar thing that was done in, in the case of, like, Devil May Cry, where characters were only voiced by american speaking actors or english speaking actors i should say and and more on that point like you were saying um i th- i think even that don't open that door line is i think that's three or four different lines actually put together spliced to make that line and it's like you said it was a lot of um guys who didn't speak english going like oh that sounds cool let's cut that together or let's do that yeah and just putting it in the game um, which I think regardless of whether you're a talented voice actor or not, if you lack the direction, um, you're still going to kind of get the like weird result out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was also like, um, you know, so, so like we had uh Paul Haddad for, uh, Leon at one point. Right. And he went on to go do a voice in Damir 1998. Uh, but that was a game that was being developed by Italian developers. Uh, an indie uh, Italian development studio. So even in that case, right, even though he's like the best voice in that game, mm-hmm. you could still tell that there was a lack of direction in some some areas where the mm-hmm. voice acting just kind kind of sounds a little bit off or sounds like the person understood English enough, but not enough to make it sound like an actual like English conversation or an English yeah. uh, sentence. <laughs> I got another example to add to that. Um, Marvel's Capcom Infinite, actually. The most recent one I could think of. Hmm. You know, Robin himself, for example, who, who was his Dante. Um, you know, a lot of people question is that is that's the same actor as Dante because um, he sounded different. And considering the nature of the game's product, um, 
the they didn't do a fine job at directing or they didn't have enough time to like give new lines or different takes etc etc so like yeah. yeah like at the end of the day though like the actress can be good though but the people that control your voice practically you know can screw it up there's also like a prime example in this game where you play as chris and go to the piano and rebecca starts playing it and then he says Is that, that line oh what was that like, yeah. I, can't, I yeah. couldn't stop people, laughing. That was funny. There are still some pretty bad lines in the remake. There's some, oh, there's some sure. yes. Isn't there one where you're where, pitiful. Yes. Oh no, that's the one where he's like, uh, Rebecca, is that you? Like, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Like right up of her. You can no. see her. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, Rebecca as well. But... Look at this monster. I I love the. Uh, Oh, I love Barry's lines though the most. Like, ba- I, I, like I sympathize for Barry's voice actor. How talk about an impossible situation? You got all these crazy lines that your predecessor has spoken, and you have to like reference them, but you can't say them, but you want to. I, I don't know. I poor guy. Regardless of what iteration of Barry they do, like I always feel like they do that character justice because they know people love that character so much. I just wish he was in more <laughs> fucking games. Games. I mean, he, like, he's yeah. the world's best dad. He really is. Like, mm-hmm. how can you? How can you not like a guy who goes like, "Don't worry, I have this." Revelations two actually references the original, I, I know, yeah. line, but not the remake version of the lines. So, makes uh, you wonder, like, which lines is more canon than the other? I, mm-hmm. I also really like the one where, um, where in the original, he's like. Uh, it's best that you, the master of unlocking, have this. It's just the lockpick <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then they reference that again in Revelations 2, where he's like, yes. who's the master of unlocking, unlocking now? now. Yeah. It's yeah. not the he, same. He mentions the sandwich line, too, in Revelations yes. 2 as well. Claire like, does. Claire does. She's like, I could have been a Claire sandwich. And Moria's like, God, did does Barry always tell that fucking story to everybody? Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's like the line they replaced it with, especially the sandwich line. It's like, oh well, you could have fit perfectly into a sandwich. It's not. Yeah. It's like the cheesy side of me loves that a lot more in the original than it is in the remake. But I understand why they changed it to be a bit more serious because um they were in that situation, like Shadow said, where it's like, how can you follow up on something that's universally loved with the idea that you're gonna make it sound or at least try to make it sound a little bit more natural in the process and it just doesn't work in some areas i have a side question Mm -hmm. um because capcom has kind of toyed with the idea of potentially doing a remake again for resident evil one and obviously that means that we're going to have another set of new voice actors new lines redone lines um do you think that they should go for a more campy tone or continue on a more serious tone uh, that's more in line with the recent Resident Evil games. That it's played. gonna be surely like the re- the more recent ones. They're gonna just totally redo pretty much all the scripts. There might be a little cute references, but I imagine it'll be completely reapproached um, from brand new and made to be fairly fairly serious. I would imagine. I can't see them redoing it nowadays. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, or whatever and going for like crazy sandwich lines i just don't see how how they would do that yeah i'm agreeing as well like capcom's going to be going back to a more serious but also survival horror type route so they're going to stick with 
No More Serious Tone if they're going to remake this game. I mean, Resident Evil 8 reference 5 with the bouldering punching asshole. Oh. That, that, that's for, <laughs> because of the, um, I think the um, um, the American side of things because I'm pretty sure that dialogue is not in um, the Japanese version. Or, is it okay. now? Yeah, I could be wrong on that though, but I, I don't remember seeing that in the Japanese version. So they probably don't appreciate the hum- the style of humor as much as as the Western cast. Which is weird because J- Japan is widely known for having like dark and cheesy humor. Well, that's true. They, they do change lines or translations on like a daily basis. Like if you look at the Resident Evil files themselves, a lot of them are definitely vastly different compared to the American interpretations. Uh, that's just in German too, because like going to another company, Sega's games back in when they had manuals, like even the uh, American side of things botches the true translation of certain things. Yeah, to the point where it's lost in translation. Yeah, so you I gotta just... like definitely look at those files like deep if you want to get some of the context or true meaning behind it, because some of those have actually bled into lore being uh, misinterpreted. And I think um, a guy who talks about it a lot is uh, Wesker's report. He mentioned that a lot on Twitter. Like he says, some of these files are definitely not the same as they were in the American versions. Yeah, no. I, I love this idea that you've got this idea that the, the translations are changed on a daily basis. So today it's a sandwich, tomorrow it's like a bread roll, next week it's like a bowl of cereal. <laughs> that could happen. cereal. I love it. <laughs> Almost for a bullshit. Next year, burger. Wish uh I do wish remake had an intro sequence like OG Resident Evil, where it does a little cast roll. That was just the stupidest Which the one because there's um there's multiple there's ones where Chris smoking. I know there's a yeah, 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 yeah. Well yes. no no no, but I was asking when I'm asking that, I mean more so um the American version has a different song compared to the Japanese version. Oh, uh, I didn't know. Yes, that. there are two different themes. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, so the, there's uh, there's two different themes, and I think there's also a different ending theme for the original uh, uh, Japanese release for RE1 or on PS1 at least. I think uh, for um, yeah, I think for simplicity, he means uh, the original like American yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, because. Mm. The cast role is just so stupid and great. Like it's the best. Yeah. It's, Wesker, it's, it's, it's Wesker so channeling Johnny Bravo. It's just yeah, great. Yeah. All the mm-hmm. B movie. That's is that's what that's what RE one originally is. It's a B movie brought yeah. to life in a video game. Have fun. Yeah, it's just they tried to make it once again creepy. I, I I get the sentiment because in the remake it was the zombie rising out of the body bag and then it gets shot. Which is really funny because you've got remake zero and then you've got four. Just a couple years later, where Leon's saying terrible one-liners every couple minutes. It's just the tonal shift. Sadly, you're small time. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Your right hand comes off? I mean, that was actually a good line. Your yeah. right hand comes off? I honestly did not get that line at first until I really thought about it, and I was like, oh, well, he's... <laughs> mocking him and he's also talking about the other Vadugo. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, Big cheese? I don't know. Like I, I think like with a with another remake of RE1, right? I, I could see them maybe adding in new dialogue that, you know, the community might turn into memes or something like that, you know, or yeah. might have a good laugh with. But also try to have a more serious tone that maybe even the original RE RE remake didn't have. 
So it'll, it'll have its moments. Like it has to have yeah. its moments. It's it's the it's the social media world at the moment. It, it's like if it didn't have those moments, it'd almost be out of place nowadays. I think I think the great thing about it, like you know a potential second remake of RE One would be that you know we already have so many different ports of RE the original RE One and a couple of different ports for the HD remaster, and I think. The great thing about having another remake would mean that there's just so many other ways of playing RE1 that there's really no wrong way of going about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something else on the uh, the on this question I was I wanted to bring up because I haven't heard about it yet. But in the original game, you guys remember towards the end, um, Wesker and when Chris and Wes is uh finds Wesker finally at the end and Wesker's revealing his evil plot and, and he's like <laughs> he starts clowning he just starts laughing at him Stop so it. like how do you guys feel about how they changed that in the new remake um, um if i am well aware there's different scenes depending on the character you go in mm-hmm. with like if you go by yourself and Rebecca's dead and stuff like that then that scene is different uh yes. i in think both games yeah yeah i think wesker in the remake just beats the living hell out of chris and he pins him to the ground which uh it goes to show that wesker is not to be reckoned with even without powers and then the other one is just him holding chris at gunpoint and then i think he shoots rebecca same as the original of course uh so i i was fine with the changes i i didn't mind mm-hmm. them at all just it was funnier in the original because he made him look super pitiful yeah i mean I'm if I'm totally okay with the head cannon that Chris is childish laughing at Wesker, you know, sets off like 15 years of internal hatred. I I got no problems with this. I think <laughs> it kind of does it as well in the remake where he says, "Wesker, you become senile." They just changed the line. Yeah. Much. Because Wesker, Wesker, you become senile. <laughs> yeah, because Wesker basically uh, is going off about the tyrant, and then Chris is like laughing about it he's like like, this is the ultimate life form and you're laughing yeah it is it is like the the birth of the of lol isn't it surely it's like way before it's time i don't know about this it's just like (laughs) stop it are you laughing stop it hope veronica rebooted rescue for the better because he was just a clown (laughs) <laughs> and he oh, yeah, cut off my freaking tick and um in jail side of the story. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The tick kills him in the original. Cuts his head off. Sorry. Got it the wrong book confused. In the books. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. I was gonna post that. Look <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, at Discord. But uh, yeah, laughing. Excellent life form, and you are laughing. Yeah, actually, um, <laughs> can that be the thumbnail? That should be yes. the thumbnail. Yes. <laughs> oh my yes. god, dude, <laughs> that'd be funny as shit. Uh, I'm th- I'm thinking like, yeah, I, I think that would be really um interesting to see how that would also change in a remake with the, like those scenes of like Wesker talking about the ultimate life form because I, I feel like they could make um, like Chris laughing again uh, and, and make that a more still make that somewhat serious but make it a thing of like Chris just you know obviously like bluffing about potentially having an ego about like you know he could take this shit on right 
because he might actually be scared, but to kind of cover it up and bluff about it, he, it's, he laughs. It's less, it's less a mocking laugh and more kind of like, you know, kind of like laughing because of like how ridiculous the situation you're almost in. You yeah. know, it's almost like yeah. like and, that and, disbelief and, laugh. And and I could see that more as like, you know, in regardless of which version we talk about, I feel like, uh, you know, Wesker would interpret that as like, oh, he's just being an egotistical dick and he's not taking this seriously at all. Yeah. But I think we've kind of gone on uh, this question for quite a bit. And yeah, that, that was pretty, a little yeah. So, uh, That was, that was going to be expected with the dialogue because it's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a mountain uh, on that. So why don't we have uh, Queen Chicken read off number five? What are your thoughts on the in-game unlockables that you receive, such as costumes, weapons, difficulty modes, and etc.? Uh, oh, oh, yes. oh, real quick, um, fuck, mm-hmm. um, that, um, freaking forest, the, the oh, grenade oh, zombie. Wow. One dangerous zombie. I, dangerous yes, zombie. yes, yes, uh, I, yes, I hate that game mode, I hate you can turn it off, it's stupid, like, why, why, who, who hurt you, Capcom? Who hurt you? Because you hurt me right now. Yeah, come on, zombie, yeah, fuck that. I think after a, after a while, he actually despawns when you get to a certain point in the game. Yeah, he despawns though, but God yeah, forbid. There's certain parts of the game where he, he can't get involved, yeah. He will one. despawn once you go into the second guest house. After you get into the second guest house, he's no longer an issue. Yeah, yeah the, but my the issue is though, God forbid that you guys didn't shoot the man or freaking put a defense item because he can grab you, right? I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I, um... So I liked the challenge initially, but I think that they should have had that as a separate modifier instead of being like a thing of like, oh, yeah, you're just going to face him every single time you do a new game plus run. Because that gets really annoying, especially if you're trying to do some unlocks. It's easy to avoid him and and learn how to bait him and stuff like that. But when you're just trying to speed run through the game or or learn how to get some of the other unlocks, it it can be a, a hassle to deal with. Um, as far as, like, some of the other unlocks are concerned, I, I really enjoy unlocking, like, the alternate costumes in, uh, in Resident Evil 1 in general. Uh, Mm. I love how they have that hidden room behind the painting, like, what, either RE, um, because I didn't know about this for the longest time until, like, um, I don't know, maybe, like, seven, eight years ago, something like that, maybe a little bit longer than that, where, uh, there was a hidden room behind that painting. And uh, once you go through it, 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 it's just so fucking crazy, but it fits so well with the, the whole layout of that mansion because it, it is genuinely crazy. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. I also like how in the, uh, in the remake, you get Barry Samurai Edge uh, with infinite ammo in the last yeah. and it has a faster fire rate. It's, it is mm-hmm. one of the coolest unlocks in any uh, RE game, I and think. And Barry had the best guns, so, I mean, yeah. and that proves it. Yep. I mean, he had the best connections to Kendo, so. Yep. So if you had to toss out a mode between one dangerous zombie and invisible enemies, which one do you toss? One dangerous zombie, because at least invisible enemy, just put that shit in easy mode and not worry about anything. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. I don't know. I mean, like, I think both of them, to me, are kind of one and dones anyways. Like, you know, it's it's a cool, cute kind of gimmick, I guess. But like, once you've gone for it once, it's like, would you ever really do it again? Well, one of your zombies on by default anyway. So if you're going yeah, to play yeah, it again, you, know again I mean? you have to. But 
unless you start a new game, of course. But in case oh. of Invisible Enemy, yeah, once you've done once, that's it. There's no point in doing it again. We've also got the uh, the real survival stuff as well. Now, real yeah. survival, I do it like, because it makes you think extra hard on where to put your items at and what to take with you throughout your journey, because otherwise, it's gone for good. It was something that I wish Resident Evil 2 did, uh, Remake 2. But I think that would be a great place to do real Survivor, considering how, how vast the locations are, how many item boxes are there. So, like, okay, so I want to take this with me. But, you know, I, I want the risk of, you know, not having this with me later down the line, like, say, the um, Nest 2 or whatever, right? That's the best opportunity that Capcom Spark to have, not have um, real Survivor. Yeah, yeah. I, there's always going to be a section I think prefer it that way. Although for your general just player, like I think would find that excessively tedious. And I would suggest perhaps an example of something similar to that being excessively tedious. We're going to talk about in about forty five minutes. Uh, yeah, it's I, I don't mind uh real survival. I, I thought that of course, like Brandon said, it made you think. It made you decide where you're gonna place your items, how you plan for the next trip, etc. And also, I mean, if you play as Jill anyway, then you hold like a slot, so it's kind of a little bit easier dealing with real survival with her. Um, yeah, real survival with Chris is 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 brutal. It's not so much it's brutal; it can be very tedious at times, um, yeah. and just tons and tons of backtracking, which is not always the most fun especially if you're still not particularly familiar with the game you don't know what you are and aren't gonna need um that yeah is a lot of busy work just show why i didn't make the original cut unless you play like six runs like i did and you just memorize everything it's pretty much easier that way yeah. uh can i uh really quick talk about the additional bsa costumes really sure. quick because those were unlocked by default. You didn't have to play the game or anything. You could just well, you didn't have to beat the game. You could just use them from the start. I don't use Chris's uh, because the voices just don't match, man. Is that the same? Chris's is so like out there because his face does not match the voice. But Jill's works because they were they were still using Julia Vault's uh, character model for RE5, so it, yeah. it makes sense in that context. And I actually do like running around with the uh, BSAA costume. Yeah, that's my main one as well. Like, yeah, I, 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 Veronica Chris was I always had a lot of fun with because it still kind of made like it fit and it made a bit of sense. Yeah, uh, uh, from from a lore perspective, the body armor that he's wearing is actually better than what he had at the uh, during the mansion incident. But otherwise, it it is a really cool costume to run around with, and I do agree. Yeah, I've got well. a soft spot for Code Veronica Chris as well. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, oh, yeah, oh, and there's also RE3 Jill, which uh, fits <laughs> Oh, yeah, of course, because, you know, it happened in the same year, so naturally it would fit fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought that was, I, I thought it was a really cool addition for them to have that as just like, here, you could just have these unlockable from the get-go. Like, you didn't have to do anything to to yeah. beat the game so, or do anything specific. Nice. I just no, wish I they like would have. I for the for the privilege. Yeah, I just wish they would have done more. And again, we'll get to that when we talk about RE0, because, yeah, they needed to add in more, in my opinion. <laughs> that looks so off in the chat. No. Fucking hell, dude. Oh, he's on cocaine. This is cursed. cursed. This is cursed. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris, did I'm... 
Yo, that's actually one thing. Um, they did not bring back his RE2 um design ever in later games. No, because he wasn't RE2. Because on that, his models you didn't get made for that game. Just his voice is not. Yeah, he has new. like elbow pads, and I think the Made in Heaven logo is like on his back. So that's kind of cool. But they never brought that back. No, I just like how Chris always looked kind of Japanese, and then all of a sudden he's just a really, really American. Yeah, right. It's great. Yeah, both player really and um and freaking. Chris look um Asian. Yeah, and then he's like super roided out too. Like his biceps are bigger than his head at one mm-hmm. point. So it's just mm, it's oh, Chris always has always been like the big kid, you know, of um the RE series. The hell, yeah. even like Resident Evil 2, for example. When you use a super shotgun, he doesn't flinch, unlike Leon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is a nice touch. It's amusing. Hell, he also he also hydro one hand <laughs> in Resident Evil 5. The only other things I remember is the commando costume that Jill gets that people compare to Sarah Connor, but I don't I don't see it because the color scheme is like different because it's green. And oh. um the other one where Chris is like some Mexican or something. It's from it's from a movie called oh. The Mexican. Like I, I just forget what it was, but I know Brad Pitt wore that costume. Some other one where he's where he has like the red, red yeah, the red shirt and the yeah, goggles. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah it, it's a weird like, it, it's kind of like a totally left field um throw in, like mm-hmm. out of almost completely nowhere. There's also like cut concepts of Chris wearing like a karate outfit, but that was like just to uh, flex the animations. Apparently, they never added it into the game as well as uh, there was these screenshots where Jill is initiating a karate kick. So, I mean, they were obviously playing with things. There's also like a gun as well that has uh, laser sighting that burns like the place. If you look at the concepts of RE1, it's very interesting the stuff they were toying with with the game to mess with the physics. Chris uh, and Street can Fighter. I just say really quick, I think they should have brought in some of the alternate uh, stars uniforms as well from the other ports of RE1 into Remake. Like I really like the uh, the ones they did for Chris in particular. In particular, like the uh, director's cut one that he has, where it's a little bit similar to Jill's, but like a male version of that costume. And then uh, the alternate color scheme one, where he's got like the basically like the typical uh, navy blue style of police uniform with body armor. Yeah, he kind of looks like Leon a little bit in that image, but it is more content. I, I like uh, Ninja Chris personally. Ninja Chris would have been cool too, or like I, I also like the uh, motorcycle jacket that he's got in the uh, uh, with the mm-hmm. Maiden Heaven jacket. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been really cool too. Hey, I see that in remake. That'd be great. Yeah, that costume. Well, not the costume itself, but at least the jacket. You can still mm-hmm. see it in remake too. Mm-hmm. What about Leather Daddy Chris in uh, Resident Evil Five? Why don't we bring that back? Oh God! Oh, no. I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Actually, yes. actually you know what? That's kind of like a um. It was Ro- Road Warrior. Chris. Road Warrior. Yeah. It, it's. I want to say it's a fucking reference to Mad Max. It has to be considering the location. It's no, even it's, like it's in Australia, though, but it fits. Well, it's very Mad Max. So I mean, I don't, it, I don't know if he just had a leather it. jacket to go with it. Then but you gotta go no, with Sailor Chris. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> Sailor Chris. Moving swiftly on. 
Look at them kneecaps, though. Chris design. <laughs> Holy shit, no. Bro, in the concept art, they, like, emphasize the heck out of his butt in that costume. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they have boulders back there, if you know what I mean. Boulders? Oh, Jesus <laughs> okay, I think we, we, we got a good uh, good laugh out of this question. So why don't, uh, we have, um, why don't we have Austin read off number six? All right. Number six, is there anything you particularly dislike about this game in comparison to the original? Yes, freaking forest. Fuck them. Also, the shotgun changes. I don't like that, but yeah. Uh, I felt it was a bit too easy with some of the bosses, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah, the uh, bosses aren't particularly challenging. I think I'd, I'd venture that. So I have a bit of a hot take on the soundtrack. I, there are aspects of the original soundtrack that I prefer over the remake soundtrack. That's not even how I take though. I'm pretty sure somebody will say the same thing. Um, I don't really, I because I I hear a lot of people really love the remake soundtrack. So I don't. Yeah, know. it's a good soundtrack though, but it's still gonna be pieces in there that I will personally at least will say I I enjoy more in the original over the remake. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a common parent opinion to hear. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think either was like particularly outstanding. Uh, both had their their moments though. Well, and the, and then there was also the uh, what is it the deadly silence take on those soundtracks as well, which did a completely like remixed take, I guess. Uh, Rearranged. Those were good as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like some of the tracks from the original soundtrack, I really like. Uh, I actually prefer the original uh, sound for the uh, save room over the remake. I also prefer the. Um, what was the track? Uh, the Meeting Rebecca track I prefer in the original over the remake. And I also prefer the one... Um, there, there's one where when uh, Chris and Jill reunite, when, when one of them is in the cell, they play a track mm -hmm. called Long Lost Friend. It's a really good track in uh, the original, at least in my opinion. And I, uh, I actually uh, used it in my Resident Evil 1 review, so... It was just one of those uh, things where I, I just felt like some of those tracks were just so much better done in uh, in the original. Uh, some of those tracks did fit the mood better though, but considering the tonal difference, uh, <laughs> considering the tonal difference between remake and um, classic though, it makes sense for them to change it for X, Y, and Z. Yeah, reason. like some of those rooms, I I understand. Like, and and tonally speaking, it makes sense why they would have a more you know dreadful sound for like these more dark and atmospheric rooms so I, I i get that but then there are some where i'm just like i don't really and not to say that i hate those new new tracks i i like just those renditions. i just have a preference for the other it's not so much that i even don't care for them it's just that i have a preference for one over the other uh which oddly enough on the uh for the 20th anniversary uh capcom released a ps4 theme uh which has like if I'm not mistaken, it has like PlayStation One sound uh, sound. No, effects. no, it's remake one sound um background, but the configuration sound like left, right, whatever confirming is from the original game. Yeah, yeah, it was like something like that, and then the save music was I I want to say was from either the, the remake, remake or the original. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, the, the background is a uh, remake. The sound effect, um, the song they have in the background is the save room thing from remake. Wow, everything yeah, else. Yeah, and then the sound effects were the the original, which is what what I was gonna say. Which I I really like that kind of blend, I guess. But you know, it is what it is. Um, it's probably one of my favorite PS4 themes on an unrelated note. So, but yeah, um, 
that's where i kind of dislike oh actually i got one more thing to add um there's one thing one thing i would say is that um the graphical art style they have for this applies to both remake and zero but more zero so by comparison i don't like how uncolorful the game is comparison to like the original the original is like all sunshine and rainbows, bright, bright, um, bright in your face, right? Though, but at least they had color with its art style. Versus here, it's like they they improve everything. Like the environments look better, though, but the color is just bland. Which it's given very the time, pretty. it makes sense. But still, I, I don't like. I don't think it aged particularly well in contrast to you know something that's a bit more colorful. It's it's a, it's like a lot of like dark greens and like gritty filters on a lot of grays everything. and browns. Maybe yeah. already in there. It's very like brownish. Yeah, it probably tells its story, but uh, people's basically here either like little sort of nitpicky bits and pieces or just personal preferences. I think it tells yeah. the story of the strength of the game as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, really, no one's got anything particularly bad to say about it, you know. But it didn't sell great, which is a, which is just kind of a shame, really. Um, and I think that's what I get. Why I was so glad when it was getting HD remastered because it gave a chance for a ton of people to be able to enjoy the game for what it was and you know yeah, I think I'm, I'm glad you it. said that because i remember i was being told that it both zero and remake sold very well on gamecube oh, which yeah, okay. i knew was yeah. i knew was fucking false as shit yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Especially yeah after like capcom was like hey here's our platinum title list oh by the way did you know that remake and zero sold way higher than they did before yeah <laughs> it's the, it's it's part of the reason we didn't get RE2 until we did because Resident Evil came out, people liked it, and then Capcom put out Resident Evil Zero, and people didn't like it. I, I liked it, but I was like one of a handful. Um, and then Capcom would see people don't want Resident Evil games, shut it down. Well, and then they're all not completely true. You're on the money though, but that's like half true for the most part. The right. thing that they sabotaged themselves by putting it only on the GameCube. Which yeah. again, like the install base is tiny. Well, actually, none at all because you know, Resident Evil started with PlayStation, right? So literally, like, let's say ninety percent of your fan base is going to be on that platform. In contrast to Nintendo, which only had one game, which is two. So yeah. like, they shot themselves in the foot there by doing that. At, at the time, it would have made more sense to maybe jump from PlayStation to Xbox because a lot of people who had played Resident Evil might have also played it on the Dreamcast because. Dreamcast was also a place where Resident Evil was at. So mm-hmm. that would have at least made a little bit more sense. But Resident Evil really wasn't associated with Nintendo. So that was a one reason why it didn't do well. And that's why I kind of threw Shinji Mikami under the bus. People like to praise that that uh you know producer, director, but also forget that he's also the reason why Resident Evil went the way that it did for a couple of years with things like Resident Evil 4, which which is another thing where Resident Evil 4 came out and then they saw how well it sold on GameCube and they were like, hey, why don't we put it on PlayStation 2? Even though Mikami said he was going to cut his head off, still waiting for that. Um, (laughs) And then it sold even better on PlayStation 2 and so on and so forth when it got re-released in every other platform known to man. Um, So that's part of the reason. But then there's another part of the reason, too, which I know Ren talked about at one point, which was the developers were just getting tired of that particular play style for Resident Evil. 
Yeah, I, I think we've upset like probably thousands of peers, but you know, it's, it's the same routine. It's just the developers said it themselves that they wanted to try something new and they obviously did. So can't really get mad about it. It came from the horse's mouth. Um, but I didn't get my copy of Resident Evil 2 that I wanted. That's what matters. <laughs> <clears throat> it's for oh me. I don't even know how to respond to this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all for me. That's it. It's I mean Can we pick him? <laughs> I mean, I understand like both sides and what they want of their being like, you know, super um defensive about it is whatever, but it, I understand why he moved on from it. It's it's just something we've talked about like thousands of times over on literally yeah. every podcast yeah. present evil involved like ever ever in history. Yeah, I do think and um you know because we're going to move on to RE0 in a little bit but mm -hmm. like RE0 in particular there's a, a lot of rooms towards the end of the game where they're shot for shot like Resident Evil 2. So you know, they could have easily have done this remake for RE2 years before we even got the remake that we have now. But, you know, on GameCube with the playstyle that we were more familiar familiar with at the time. So it's I don't think it was necessarily impossible. It's just that a lot of things that factored into what eventually led us to RE4 and how the series is now is what. I mean, it, happening. honestly, for me, it's just a big boomer take. To be quite fair, I did get Resident Evil 2 and 3 seamless HD, so I'm happy. Like, I'm good with that. Amen for that. But, like, man, if I could have seen some of that stuff at the time in, eight, in uh, Resident Evil 2 remade in the same way as Resident Evil 1, like, God, when I heard that they weren't moving forward, that I was so mad. I mean, look at Brightside, though. At least it would have been a more faithful adaptation of a remake compared yeah. to what we got now, which is still good, I might add. Which is one, one of my Speaking of, that uh, could, that's a nice, decent segue to the next question. Yep, you're right. What's up? <laughs> you're right. Hey, you want to read off 6B? Yeah, I might as well. I was the one who pitched it. Yep. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, speaking of the recent remakes, do peeps here think that it was, that's uh, the way, that this was a better way, i.e. there's a new remake one, was a better way to handle the remake compared to the recent iterations Resident Evil 2 and 3? Or is it not fair to judge them uh, together? Can I uh, go first on this one? Uh, yeah, I, don't I think forever. Say. Um, so, so as I was trying to say earlier about this subject, I think that like Resident Evil 1 remake is, is a perfect remake. And because of that, like fans of Resident Evil are kind of spoiled by how Resident Evil remake should be like understandably so because that was a very high bar to set so you know the fact that capcom set that bar themselves is really on them for for doing that um that being said with the re2 and 3 remakes i do also feel that it is slightly unfair to just judge them on the sole merit that they are remakes of these classics that you know are still great in their own right um because I do think that the direction that they might might have taken these remakes in, um, they're not necessarily like bad. Like I know a lot of people say that RE three remake is like one of the worst like remakes ever made, but I'm like or worst worst RE games, and I'm like, like have you guys played? Absolutely no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, can, I can understand like 
I could understand maybe like underwhelming remake or to a degree worst remake. I could understand from that perspective. But to say worst Resident Evil game, like have no. you guys played Umbrella Core? Have you played Gaiden? Yeah, I wouldn't I go that far. Played, oh, oh, games of the year, easily. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. with the plethora of the amount of videos as well that were just bashing Resident Evil 3 on YouTube. It made me kind of sick, really. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That that was the same thing that was happening recently with like RE Village, where a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork saying like, oh, Village was really bad because it's basically like a watered-down RE4. Yeah. Oh, this, Lord, unfortunately, this is a symptom of the horrendously knee-jerk social media world we currently occupy, you know, where it's just like the worst takes, just that the, the first ones that are uttered, which are completely baseless, and then everyone's like, oh, my God. It's just... I, I, I think it's a, an issue of it's not it's either a problem of not well thought out takes or just takes that are done that are overthought. And by overthought, I mean in the sense that like people are just looking way too deep into it and not taking something into like face yeah. value. Sometimes that it, it's, it's sometimes it's either ignorant or just completely disingenuous. But, Look, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's the RE fan syndrome complain. Next game comes out by game. It's the same cycle oh, all over fans. again. That's that's that Ryan. Fan, that's that Ryan. every fan in existence. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Thing. There's some people out there that was standing ground though, but and like Ari in particular, like oh, it's no, just not for Ari. It's, you know. it's, yeah. it's like that very special fandom that will complain by the next one. Like they say that I will never buy the next game or but the next one will continue to outsell the previous title. Case in point, look at Resident Evil Seven, Two, and um Eight. Like those games sold really well. Three sold well enough total, but unfortunately, given the circumstances, though, it kind of like decline compared to RE2, right? But other than that, though, it's, it's still sold really well by comparison. Look, yeah. It's I funny to me, because, like, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, like, a lot of people were saying, like, they wouldn't buy these, like, remakes and shit, but we, we know they did, and it's like, you know, it, it's funny, because, like, I didn't buy RE7 at all. Like, I got it through, I got it for free, because other people gave it to me, and then I also had the, it was free on PlayStation Plus at one point, so... I got it from that. But I technically don't own the license to that game because it's a PlayStation Plus license. That being said, I never paid for that game, and I still, to this day, refuse to buy that game because I think it's one of the worst RE games to ever come out. I, I genuinely feel that way, and I know I'm going to rustle some jimmies there when I say that, but, like, you know, that being said, when you see, see other RE fans say that they're not going to buy the next game, they're not going to stick with that. Here, here's the problem. It's the problem is that every time people say this, they make these stupid outlandish statements. We've talked about them before, where they're like, "Well, four was the, it was the downfall of the series and whatnot. It was the worst thing in the world." And then they buy four remake because they they're curious to see how it turns out to validate what they think in their mind. Uh, they're gonna do the same when it comes out. Um, like two years from now or something or we get news on that because we know capcom is working on it and it's going to be the same sort of debate when it comes out they did the same thing with revelations and that kind of like slapped them in the face because then they ended up saying like it was a great game yeah so it's it's just a i gotta agree with shadow it's preemptive knee-jerk reactions uh i i don't really believe in the word boycott when people say it because they end up either playing it anyway or they end up supporting it somehow some way and it just ends up being it is what it is it does 
come down to context a little bit though the, the reason i pitched is because when i when resident evil 2 remake came out um i got asked by i don't even know how many people about like is this the right thing for them to do because it was such a departure for the series to go down the direction compared to anything else they've ever done and again and again the whole point was people were kind of saying well why don't they do it like resident evil remake one you know why do it in this totally different way and i'm like well those two games were six years apart. This is like nearly 20. You can't do a game like Resident Evil Remake 1 nowadays. It just doesn't make sense anymore. Um, you know, and that was an argument. But only in the indie market where that's yeah, very exactly. niche. So. Yeah, for, for, yeah. A wide, for a widespread sort of video gaming audience, unfortunately, it's passe. Um, and I think yeah. like when, like three years ago, when Remake 2 was like on its way out, I think it was a totally legitimate question to, to ask. Um, and I think it's good that people were asking with some degree of sincerity, like, is this really the best direction for it? Now, as it personally speaking, as it came out, the game was widely acclaimed. I think it's probably one of the best Resident Evil's, I think they ever did, um, Resident Evil Remake 2, especially for people who've never touched the series before as, as an entry point into what is Resident Evil. I think it's a fantastic way of introducing yeah. the series to it. And I'm glad you said that too, because um, you made a good point though. Like, I forgot to bring this up myself, is the playstyle differences, because um, how are they going to adapt that with, you know, how are they going to remake it and adapt it to like over the shoulder and whatnot? Because to the credit though, they try to do other stuff, like um, first person and fixed cams, but their oh, person was the best option to go with, so. Uh, there was there were several people I remember that I had an argument with about they say, oh well, they shouldn't call it a remake. They should call this a remaster. I'm like, it's not a remaster either. Do you guys know the freaking definition of these words? No, yeah, I had, oh, I had no. Then again, Capcom doesn't either because no, three is more of a, of a retelling more so than a remake. They, they use reimagining for that. Yeah. They uh, believe it or not, they on uh, Resident Evil Four HD they have it listed on uh, ps3 as hd remake so oh my god take that for what you will well, yeah, so yeah, they don't is, either. capcom is notorious for misspelling and misinterpreting things so i wouldn't be surprised uh the only other thing i wanted to bring up on this point and then i'll finish is that uh i i think it's a product of time periods with these remakes Clearly, the reason why, and I think if they made like RE2 remake exclusively on the GameCube during that time period, I think the game would have suffered the same fate of being on one console and the sales not being as strong as they want it to be. So honestly, sales wise, yeah. I, I think it would have been a, I think it would have been a great game quality wise, but sales wise, I think it would have bombed. I, I think what would have happened is we would have alternate timeline shit, right? But like. It, if they had done RE2 and 3 Remake way sooner and did them on GameCube the same way they did Remake, like Ren said, probably would have been quality-ass games, the perfect remakes for those games. But in turn, it would mean that if you didn't have a GameCube, you weren't fucking playing it. And then well, years later, they would have done an HD, potentially would have done an HD remaster. And and I would have my well, two dream games and I could die in peace. You know what? I want to add to that too, Dom. Um, if they did that, then that probably, if those games were made on GameCube, remade at the time, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure it was those games flopping because people asked for those remakes too at the time, right? I'm pretty sure Capcom would not be doing remakes anymore if those games, you know flops at the time yeah they probably wouldn't have done remakes but i'm saying like they would have no potentially if things lined up similarly right they would have done remasters of those gamecube ports 
No, I know, I know what you mean though. But no, hear me out though. I'm saying like since at the time people were asking for remakes of two and three back then when one came out, like there were very few, right? So if they Capcom did it with that fanfare and it flopped though, that would discourage Capcom from doing more remakes. So we probably would have not gotten Resident Evil Four anytime soon or at all if Definitely, we compare yeah. it to current year. Yeah, I said. Yeah, that could have killed the series too. Yeah, you got a you got a yeah. good point. Yeah, I said that in chat. Like the series probably would have been done because they were putting all their eggs in one basket on RE4, and they mentioned that's the reason why they didn't do like a Resident Evil 2 remake because they didn't want it to interfere with the sales of that. Well, mm-hmm. and and I I gotta bring this up again, but it, and I know it's like <laughs> beating a dead horse, but oh man, you have Shinji Mikami to thank for this this whole situation right <clears throat> everybody who likes to put this man on a pedestal this this beautiful japanese bastard love they love to put him on a pedestal but they never want to acknowledge the fact that he was the one that led re into action and over the shoulder yeah yeah he did he not, did not to mention paul anderson is also the reason why Resident Evil 4 went more action too now, really? where's Paul Anderson's uh, platform? Where's his stand? Where's his trophy cabinet? <laughs> what was Dead and Brown, believe me? Is Laser Room in RE4 inspired by Resident Evil 1, the movie? Oh. I'll, uh, I, I want to make a quick point on this, and I'll be quick, because I know we got to kind of move on. But... Yeah, yeah, we got to move on. <clears throat> um, I, I know I have a lot of boomer-ass takes in chat all the time, because I'm one of those <laughs> people. Um, but as much as I would have loved the two and three remade like one i can enjoy those without ruining my nostalgia goggles or my enjoyment for the original games if that makes any kind of sense like i i look at two Mm -hmm. and i look at three remake and i look at this new era of resident evil and it's still fun i still enjoy it but i still have the old stuff i can go back to i just like to be like the old man on the porch and complain about it every once in a while that's (laughs) That's exactly yeah that's how i feel with three like i just play the original like if i'm not satisfied enough with playing the remake right because unlike remake one though which is effectively can replace the original as far as like everything right but with two and three remake though they're pretty much like a different take of the original two games so if something that you like about these two you can always play those two Yeah. That's why uh, Max. That's why uh, Maximilian dude says that Resident Evil Two remake is kind of a perfect remake in the aspect that it makes the original, its qualities that beat the remake shine even better. It makes you want to replay the original as well as also appreciate what the remake does. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. only it was more nuanced takes in the world like that, as opposed to Pierce Land where. It's all bad. Everything's I mean, bad. bad. Like no camera I like, angles. I, I like to crack my monster and I like to scream at all the kids because they're enjoying their new thing. <laughs> okay. Evil. But that being said, it's like I, I'm not the target demographic anymore, and games change. That's just the way. It, I mean, Doom changed for the better. I'm I played Doom since I was a kid, and I was like, when there was a Doom game coming out, I freaked, and then I played it, and I was like, oh, this is actually way better than like it's awesome as its own thing. Cool. Yeah, Doom and Doom Eternal. Yeah, like, those are, like, uh, those yeah. are the peak examples of like taking the old, mixing it with the new, and you just have your definitive experience on like yeah. Doom 3. It's okay, like just well, slow pace. Mm, but I'm, I'm sure know. you like that game. Doom 3 is a, it's an interesting game, but no. Yeah. It's Not to mention time. that um, Doom, well, going off a little bit off topic, uh, Doom, basically in the text and like lore, it makes all the like custom maps and mods of like the original Doom canon 
Yeah, because apparently the Doom guy has been going through parallel universes and worlds this entire time. So, which I thought was really cool that they would connect. Like, oh yeah, you know, like brutal Doom mod or just map levels and shit. Oh yeah, that's canon. It's just different storylines of of the Doom guy. I was like, that's actually really awesome. Anyway, uh, I'll go on and read off the first question for RE0. So, uh, did you hear about the story that Resident Evil 0 was originally going to be developed for the N64? Give your take on that version if you have seen it. Uh, yes, oh, I did. Yes. And it's, it's such a cool thing, because, like, um, somebody will probably post the video that Capcom put up the on their official Resident Evil channel, uh, where they captured... Uh, higher quality footage of that original N64 build, but it, man, it was so cool because it was going to tie in so well with uh, with the original RE1 and explaining how like they whose whose hand uh, that belonged to in the beginning of that uh, RE1 intro that they find, uh, and they were going to also have things like Rebecca Rebecca or Billy could potentially die like permanently in your playthrough, and you can complete oh. the game in different ways or. Yeah, like uh, really cool thing. Uh, with Rebecca yeah. in particular, they were going to explain like her losing like pieces of her body armor, like the shoulder pads and the beret, uh, as the story progressed. So I, I man, I, I just wish we could have gotten that built. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like it looked amazing to play us. The only thing I just don't like is the permadeath situation. I'm like, that's a little more too frustrating, <laughs> to be quite honest though. Because uh, especially if uh, something catches you by surprise, like a trap or whatever, because you know, like you could have a, our own boulder scene in zero, we wouldn't know right at the time. So like to have that permadeath um system is like was sucked honestly on initial playthrough. It but besides that, though, I, I would have loved to play that version of the game, though, just for, like, old time's sake, you know? Like, I'm, I'm very curious. I think it would have been good. I'll say, but I gotta ask, though, like, why the N64? Because, again, like, install base is on PlayStation, so, like, why you develop this one exclusively on the 64? Uh, do you want history context? Because yeah. I know uh, it. After um, Ren talking in, yeah, give me that. Okay, so I, I was just going to say, like, I think maybe the AI feature for the AI dying or whatever and continuing the story on from there, if the weapons were great and if the AI wasn't stupid, I think it could have worked. But I do realize the fact that AI in video games and NPCs and companions aren't really the best and they weren't like for quite some time until they made them like unkillable so i could see people being frustrated in that regard saying hey billy you need to be near me stop being around the fucking tyrant and oh wait you're dead never mind uh so i could i could see that creeping in but storyline wise i would have loved to see how it went and I think we were talking about this in a horror discord where if Billy actually did die in canon, then they could probably get away with that considering he hasn't been in the series for a long, long time and they didn't even yeah, they, bother they to reference, reference him. him. Yeah, and those freaking snapped out of existence, that's why. I think like the latest incarnation of Billy is like in one of the books and he's in there for like a brief moment, either as a reference or as a small cameo. Well, the bugs yeah. themselves aren't even necessarily canon, so like even you still can count dead, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so the context to why it was on GameCube, again going back to GameCube, our, no, no, um, N sixty four. I'm talking about GameCube. Uh, GameCube. Uh, well, both actually. The reason why it was on GameCube and N sixty four initially, 
uh our oh so great savior shinji mikami with his brilliant fucking ideas um he uh he like many japanese developers at the time fucking hated developing for the playstation I mean, absolutely hated it because a lot of Japanese developers at the time just felt like it was very complicated and just not very easy to develop for. But they had no choice but to develop for it because a lot of a, a lot of games at that time were just selling better on PlayStation. So, you know, the, the original PlayStation as well as the PlayStation 2. And yes, I would be like that, Chris. <laughs> but... Uh, but a lot of those games, you know, they were selling like they were selling hot on those consoles. So it makes sense why a lot of uh, higher ups wanted these games specifically on uh, Studio Mendeling Station. Yeah. Um, so because of Capcom's specific contract to have at least three of the Resident Evil games on PlayStation with Sony. Or at least uh, they had to they had to be developed for the PlayStation, they could not be exclusive to any particular platform uh, other than Sony. So with um, with Zero and some of the some of the other games that came after that, uh, the reason why a lot of these and well initially RE Zero with the N sixty four port and then the GameCube games that we got, which was Zero Remake and Four, the reason that those were on GameCube was because of the fact that Capcom was no longer contractually tied to releasing the the resident evil on playstation per se because they only had a three-game contract also partially because shinji mikami's a fucking idiot and he really just didn't want to develop for a console that would have sold some more copies for any of his games so Mm, breach dude i will roast shinji mikami till the end of time (laughs) okay like we can tell i was like i think this is the most he has been roasted on air which is funny it's all funny to me. I mean, if we can realize this is over like almost 20 years ago and 15 because of Resident Evil 4. And it can well, tell it's been stewing all that time. Look, yeah. like, like, keep in mind, like, I I got into RE late with like RE5 being my first game. But like, you know, that being said, when like, I know the context to like, why these things happen the way that they did, like, it pisses me off because I see so many like, there's so many people in the community that try to act like Shinji Mikami can do absolutely no wrong and that he's like this perfect developer and he knows everything there is to know about survival horror when a lot of people forget that even with RE1, people told him to scale his shit down because he had no direction as to like where that game was supposed to go anyway yeah and when he gets free reign you get something like uh, the evil within which uh, we know how that turned out yeah amazing (laughs) but imperfect imperfect masterpiece (laughs) i I really like evil within (laughs) i do i do too but two-thirds of the way through the game it goes crazy yeah yeah it it is not the game that uh it is not the game that uh, Ikumi Nakamura wanted. I can tell you that. Yeah, much. I, I you know. You know, Shinji's best game, as far as him going crazy, was Vanquish. That's because, given setting and the nuances, though, it makes sense for it. But again, not subject. Anyway, does somebody else want to go on this subject? Uh, yeah, you know, looking at the the old the footage from the original Resident Evil Zero, it, it's kind of the same feeling as. Um, do you guys remember uh, StarCraft Ghost when that was going to come out? 
I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're referring to. That uh, game was a tragedy in itself. That yeah. was that was gonna because I played a lot of StarCraft as a kid, and that was like the coolest looking thing. And it's the like one of the biggest pieces of lost potential in my eyes, as far as like vaporware. And I mean, at least there's a version of this that exists somewhere for Resident Evil Zero. But man, it's like it's the same kind of feeling. It's like, oh my god, I want to play that. Like you were saying earlier, I want to play that vision that idea right there the funny thing about all this is that capcom actually legit because you know how people have like old beta bills and they get rid of them capcom legitimately like has a copy of this game in their office and they're doing nothing with it in terms of like saying hey maybe if you people on steam want to play like a little bit of this version you can totally do that they're not doing anything with it at all yeah sega has done Capcom legitimately has an archive in their basement with like a bunch of like old game files, which is how I think they even show that in that video where they talk about RE0, uh, where they just pull it out. And I, I don't know if they're using like an upscaler to capture the footage or if they like found a way to convert the files from that old like floppy disk onto a, uh, you know, like a digital file to make it more readable and compatible with modern uh, hardware. But like if they can get it running on modern PCs, why can't I get this version of the game? Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with the Hookman demo for four. Like, I, I want to play that vision. You know what I mean? Like, I want to try that. Mm -hmm. That looks cool. But thankfully, there's a build out there somewhere that you can actually play it legit, though. But like, it'll be interesting to see where Resident Evil 4, where Resident Evil could have gone if four turned out the way it did with the Hookman. Yeah, the Hookman was entirely a fucking mind fuck by Mikami. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, I remember, uh, what? I say, like, I remember uh, watching the actual, like, an old trailer for the Hookman demo and aesthetics. And I just remember uh, showing it to my dad, and he was like, This, like, because he also, Resident Evil 4 is one of his favorite Resident Evil games. And he was completely, like, shocked at what I showed him. I was like, Yeah, same here, dad. It's just. Like I said, it it just would be nice to see where would these visions have gone. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, sixty four zero. But anyone That's else before we uh, move on? Um, not really, not me. Okay, I guess we can move on to number eight. So I'll read that. So, what are your initial impressions of the quality of Resident Evil Zero's final build? Cite your love and criticism for how it was handled. We're gonna be here all day, folks. <laughs> so I'll uh, be uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, Debbie, you go first though, because I'll no. be fast because I'm gonna be in the minority here. But I unabashedly love this game. I think the creature design is awesome. I think it's. Just, I agree. I think it's neat. I think it's a fun game. I think getting rid of item boxes and just dropping stuff on the floor is cool. Mixes it up just enough. And that's all, Sam. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm a... it's it, it it's hard not to look at it and kind of think of it as like a, a remake 2.0 because obviously it's the exact same engine, so you know it's hard not to look at it that way. I mean, so technicality, it kind of was a remake of it itself, considering the original one got cancelled. But you know, <laughs> yes, this is also true. Um, it's a game of I think there's a lot of kind of niche sort of ideas again, like the inventory has been talked about, and you know the whole duality system as well, which I think is it's nice for them to have had a crack at it. Whether you think it worked out pretty well is again a bit mileage may vary. Um, but I think that's kind of its to me its legacy. It, it it's a a collection of of 
not very well, not very often used ideas kind of all thrown together um, and having a crack at it. It's a bit of an experiment to me, I think, is, is zero. I don't know if that's a fair yeah. way of looking at it. I mean, yeah, because some ideas, well, a few ideas that they carry over to later games, uh, you know, say like the, like the co-autism, right? Now, um, Resident Evil 4 has commencism, though, but you only tell Ashley to sit there and move, though. But at least in later games, though, you have an actual system where you can play with another player that you didn't have with um, um, uh, Zero. But also, um, also one thing I want to mention real quick before you finish, Brandon, uh, the original build of Resident Evil Zero, they did plan to have some local co-op. That was a thing. Really? Yep, that oh, was that a thing. Was a nightmare. <laughs> so, yeah, that probably would have been a huge nightmare. <laughs> but they, they did want to do the idea. So so it is something that it was in the planning stage. Then it got cut. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to... Well, I'm gonna finish up though, cause yeah. I want to start with my positives first. For starters, I like the idea of dropping um and picking up items at will. Like I think that was a nice little common sense change that should stay with the series. To be quite honest, because there's an item that I don't want or need. Though, can I just fucking drop it? So I'm just wasting time, and go back to an item box. You know, the zero should have item boxes though. But the idea to drop yourself is also really nice. So give us both, please. I'm just saying. No, nothing wrong with having us both. Um. Also, I, I like that. the the map layout of the game because it's, it's easy to pick up after your first playthrough easy to remember because i was able to blaze through the game after you know, my initial playthrough on hard mode like it was it's it's really nice to go through the game with this um layout and so i i do enjoy doing that uh the weapons are well it's kind of i guess you could say kind of generic because it's just your typical resident evil loadout for the time that it came out and i do like the part the the two-player system because um if this game, if it had online with the remaster, though, it would have been a perfect co-op game in a way. It could have been our, you know, pseudo outbreak, you know, something to hold us over, something similar for a while. We had one player do on do his task and another one doing that, trade items, this isn't it. It was it's a nice system because you could get a lot of stuff done faster just by splitting up your Rebecca and Billy. Um, some of you know what you're doing, so I, I do love that a lot. You know, something I give it credit. Uh, enemy design, yeah, it's fine, but not my favorite, but it's fine. Now the negatives. Uh, for starters, the game is balanced as shit. Not go front, especially on hard mode. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't like how it's balanced. You get too little resources, like healing items, which is awful, and you get very, very low ammo. I get it that um, no, it's a challenge though, but other games have done it better. I'm just gonna be honest. Um, the AI is stupid because I had times where uh, Rebecca and or Billy will aim at the enemy but not shoot. Like at all, like the thing could be literally five inches away from you, and the AI won't shoot. I, I tested this out multiple times. It's, it's stupid. Yeah, they kind of wait for you to shoot it first, and then mm -hmm. they'll come up mode. Yeah, yeah I they, noticed they that do, as well with it. They do do that. Uh, another thing too is the um auto lock. The auto lock is um very can be janky because sometimes where um this could be a zombie again right in front of me, right? But the um character would aim to another enemy to the left. This happened to me while I was playing with Rebecca and going to like the RE2 area on um, the factory, I believe it was called. The hunter was in front of me, right? But Rebecca aimed at the other hunter that was on um, off screen for some reason. So that um got me hit and made me waste a um shotgun shell too, which is annoying. Um uh, also sometimes the character would aim at the wall. I don't know why that happens though, but it happened to me. But 
Uh, the biggest negative is the story. The story sucks. Not going front. You have instances where Rebecca gets bitten by a lemon ear and that doesn't get, get affected. Now, granted, though, um, not all creatures will affect um, characters when they get scratched, like within cutscenes. But still, like, she should have got something out of that. Or, like, when the leeches, you know, Rebecca got covered in leeches, though, but she came out fine, whereas somebody else got affected. What the fuck? Yeah, the, the, the game. <laughs> The game is a bit clumsy. I think is probably a fair way to describe it. Yeah, like exposing you know, Wesker as a big villain. No, I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as people either remember or choose to remember. Um, there are definitely some parts which either don't make a lot of sense or aren't particularly handled great, and it's a difficult game. Um, but like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's excess, it's bad in, in particular. It's, it's, it's just, just kind of clumsy. One of the weaker ones, like you know? for me, the weakest ones is definitely zero, three make, and um, six. All of them for different reasons, not because they're bad, it's just like what they did wrong is something that holds the game back from yeah. its true potential. I mean, the, the plot is pretty wacky, you know, the whole, you know, the, this whole facility, and you know, I appreciate that it's kind of obviously trying to tie in lots of plot elements, which then come in later on, you know, with Wesker and Birkin as well with the facility. I, There's lots of little kind of cute references to other games in the series and stuff that you'd be doing soon, which is which I appreciate, you know, like even taking the, the lift, for example, though. and moving it, getting ready for Resident Evil Two stuff like that, you know. But um, that's a problem though with Wesker. Like when they show off Wesker that early though, that kind of kills the element of surprise. Because think about it like this though, it's a freaking prequel. Why are you showing stuff? Yes, that I mean until, this. This is true. However, was... I would argue that the game came out like nearly eight years from the original. So I well, don't... yeah, true. But it ties into the the remake, which came yes. a year prior. But since I... almost nothing like Rebecca's you no know, characterization does not freaking line up well from remake and zero. Which is a problem because you know she experienced things first, but she went from this cheerful to like almost angst type character in um remake, and she's afraid of a hunter even though she fought a freaking leech queen in the in a tyrant, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's this there's some continuity issues, but like I don't I don't think it's particularly egregious, uh, um, and I think uh, if you're gonna delve, to say I think if you as a, just a gamer, if you're going to start delving into prequels of games in a series, you've got to expect that there's going to be some plot points that could potentially be spoiled for you. I, I think, think that's just... The, that's just, that's just, you're, you're just I think the issue that like Brandon is having, and, and I agree with him on this point especially, is because like when RE0 was being made for N64, they were con- specifically making it to connect well with the original Resident Evil. So once they made it to connect with the remake for Resident Evil 1, they didn't really take that into consideration as to how it can connect well and how Rebecca's characterization would fit well going into uh, remake if you were to play Zero first. That's kind of one of the things I don't like is because they tie some stuff in so well from remake 1 to RE2 to Cold Veronica, yeah, and uh, and RE3 and all this other stuff, but they couldn't really do it that well for Zero. That's why I can't really say Zero can get a pass just because of it, because they've already showed that they have the capability to put in Mm -hmm. all this plot tissue. 
Yeah, and for the fact that it's a prequel, like, you know, that hurts it even more because at least with remake, though, it's a remake of the first game. So, like, you could at least do a better job connecting the on dots versus making a new game that takes place before the original source of, of everything. Uh, so it's a problem. Like, again, exposing, like, certain conspiracies with Wesker too soon, you might as well play Zero after um, one, which you shouldn't be doing that because, you know, again, it's a prequel. Like, you should play it in canon order. I I mean, I highly doubt Resident Evil is the only series there's ever been to have effective spoilers of games. I mean, it's not, though, but it's the only one that I've experienced that actually effectively doesn't like this as really, like, I guess you could say really bad to this degree. Like, even Metal Gear was a series of retcons and whatnot doesn't do something like this. Yeah, Metal Gear, somehow, it just... I know they retcon like a lot of stuff, but somehow it just fits in with the timeline they're trying to present over they, the they old one. They acknowledge the retcons in story too. Like, yeah, uh, when you get to Metal Gear Solid Four, they're like, "Oh, it's just all nano machines, son." I was just gonna say that. Yeah, it's nano machines. That's the reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun of it in in Revengeance, they're like. I have fucking nano machines, son. They just hardened in response to physical trauma. Like it, it's. Like the series is self-aware at that point, and and I think that's kind of the issue that Capcom has with like even now, like like forget RE Zero for just a second, right? Even now, just look at like some of the later REs that came out after uh like three and four, like they kind of just forget about some of the lore and just kind of do their own thing and don't really try to tie in well with what was established prior or another build upon it. Like, I, really quick, Brandon, like. One of the reasons why I think Resident Evil 5 is a better game than RE4 is because it's more grounded in what the series had established at that point and is set in a more believable setting for that universe compared to what Resident Evil 4 did, where they, you know, started throwing in paranormal stuff and started to dabble with the occult and, and whatnot. Like, some of those things work, can work well, but then other things where it's just like, well, why does it need to be paranormal when it's always been about biological hazards you, you know what i'm saying so uh also but, uh, guilty of this with other franchises like again the most recent one is del mccry like they change a lot of shit with five and they're cherry picking the continuity of course you go with the street yeah. fighter same thing or freaking even mega man surprisingly you know they've been doing the same thing with that so well yeah, i should they, say they did. <laughs> they they did it with onimusha at one point as well and onimusha was one of their more consistent franchises so Exactly. It, it just i think it's an issue with like capcom wanting to just do whatever they want but not understanding that they need to have consistency and not just if they want to do something new and experiment then just do something new and experiment and not you know kind of force it into a, a well-established franchise or at least in the case of a story a well-established story that should be consistent yeah um, well but, um, it's like Divic, I'm in the minority. I really like Zero after replaying it last week. Uh, on un- normal, of course, because hard is really hard when you're going in with a lot of rust. But as I was going through it, I was uh, streaming it. Uh, my I was recording my thoughts at the same time, but after I actually beat Resident Evil Zero, I came to the conclusion that if you prepare for zero, first playthroughs are going to suck for Resident Evil Zero. For 
first playthroughs for Resident Evil 1, though, is going to be a, like a journey. It's going to be something special. Resident Evil 0, not so much. So going back um, like from like the inventory system to dropping items, being a hassle, it, both characters only having six slots, which also doesn't help in some cases, and shotguns and big items becoming two slots. If you prepare around that, I did. I quite enjoyed a little, like, arcadic style that Resident Evil Zero kind of brought to the table. I made one spot my, like, ammo and health dump because I didn't need all of it. And key items I would just leave on Rebecca most of the time. And when I knew there's such uh, parts where they were going to split up, I made sure that each character had what they needed to either survive or get through the next section of the game. And doing so made it very much more enjoyable, in my opinion. Not to mention, I like the setting and the set pieces in Resident Evil Zero more than Resident Evil 1. Love the train sequence. I don't know why, I just thought the entire sequence on the train, it's more, like, confined. You're more in a tight space. I kind of really like that a lot more. Yeah, I do like the train um, part a lot, though. That's probably a very, very highlight of the series, in my opinion. I wish they actually had a train station um, level mm-hmm. right afterwards instead of just the um, training facility, but hey. But, you, got that, yeah. <laughs> you got that in Outbreak, but oh well. There is one thing that I think should be pointed out here in that you're talking about, obviously, preparing for a run and kind of judging the game upon like when you're prepared for it. I think there's pretty dangerous ground for uh, the majority of people are going to judge a game pretty much on their first time playing it because the- you know, not all that many are going to replay these games, you know, especially something like Resident Evil. Um, you know, some do, and obviously we're kind of like in the circles that I'm sure we probably frequent more, you know, we're people that are going to play these games multiple times, but, you know, generally people aren't going to do that a whole lot, so... Well, especially for Zero's case, because it doesn't encourage you to replay it again. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there isn't really... With you there isn't, versus... Yeah, there's very little replay value, to be, to be brutally honest with the game. That's just kind of the yeah. way it's set out. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the first time is significantly more important, and obviously the first time, you can't prepare for anything because you don't know what to expect. So I, I think it just bears... That needs to be pointed out here. Mm-hmm. That's why I stated that Resident Evil 1 on a first playthrough is a journey and it's something special. Resident Evil 0, not so much. It's going to be a slog fest. It's going to be messy. It's not going to be great. Then I was saying, like, as I was replaying it and I knew what I was expecting, retrospectively, Resident Evil 0 was a lot more enjoyable at that point for me. And I kind of, funny enough, I put it above Resident Evil 1 Remake. In that situation, as crazy as that sounds, yeah, I just, yeah, I can't agree with that one right there, Chief. No, yeah, no opinion. I respect it. Explain <laughs> the reason why I liked it so much is because I felt it, it was mostly due to the set pieces of Resident Evil Zero. I felt like Resident Evil One Remake, you kind of just go through basically three sections of the game. It's like, whatever, at the end of it, you're like, at the first playthrough, it's like, oh, yeah, it's cool, you're in the mansion, residence, and then lab, and they're all nitty-gritty in their own uh, respectable ways. Where Resident Evil Zero, even though you're in the training facility mansion, like, pseudo-mansion, pseudo-training facility, I kind of just liked it a lot of the set pieces, and it was just like this giant, almost like a giant world of its own that I really enjoyed. Then when you get to, like, the... 
the factory. I was like, this ain't really a lab. It's actually a factory. Kind of, kind of different from the actual Resident Evil formula, where the last section is usually a lab area. I just really like the factory. I just like the set piece it was. I love the waterfall uh, gate bridge. The the enemies you would fight along the way sometimes were terrible. I just really like the set piece. I don't know. I just felt I'm more of a I like more of a set piece environment that could bring me higher for a game that has like lesser quality gameplay for some reason. More of that type of 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 player, especially for Resident Evil in some cases. Negatives I do quell is that um there's that moments in the game where I was like the AI sucks. I just couldn't handle it sometimes. Um the bat boss is a piece of shit. Yeah, the bosses um, suck. I'm just gonna say that right now. The only two of them I actually liked was a tyrant and at least Queen One. I didn't like the bosses. In this and game. then the centipede is just a gimmick. It's just you just dodge, wait for it to get up, shoot, whatever. We'll do admit though, I do like the idea of the bosses. It's just the execution is completely awful. Love the look of them. I love the centipede boss because of its look. I love the bat boss because it's all you. All these bosses are like they're all of them except for the tyrant are animalistic or insects i thought it was really cool a lot i like that they introduce a lot more insect-like creatures and i just felt like there was a lot more variety in the end and without like dragging on um my negatives is like i said was that the ai was awful boss most of the boss battles are terrible and i do like the scorpion one as an introductory boss even though it's very simplistic still liked it and like you guys said, the plot is insane and like bombastically broken at points, which I will agree. I still enjoyed it for what it was, even though I do have my gripes with it. I like that they that Enrico shows up at one point and Rebecca makes the remark like I I never saw him again that day, which is kind of sad. But in the overall replaying both of those games, I just enjoyed Zero more. The fact that. It was just a game that I never really played a lot, and I felt like I gave it too much respect that I should have not given it personally. That's just how I feel. That's right. how I generally came to my conclusion. I still think Resident Evil 1 Remake's a phenomenal game. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just that a personal taste to, like, situational. I just like Resident Evil Zero more. I think it's a... I feel like when I play it, I enjoy what i do enjoy what i see more than resident evil 1 but that's how i go uh so i'm gonna keep it brief i really do not like this game that much i'm sorry i've i've played it three times and i think it just finally sunk in that they've done a lot of design choices that are very weird finicky and for the most part they rely too much on you memorizing everything and you will see that other games in the series have done this better in terms of balance like i, I don't want to go all the way back to a facility to get a hook shot in order to progress the story uh, i don't want to deal with bosses that are absolutely terrible or can completely ko you or the ai and you have to watch after them uh mm. there is just some mechanics in this game that they wanted to make work but it doesn't work so well and i think one of the shining examples for this game and another game in the series that tried to do zapping better was revelations 2 i can manage mm. all my items in one separate inventory without having to worry about the other character 
being equipped and I have to manage their ammo and I have to zap again. I just found that very tedious to be honest. And yeah. it started to get on my nerves after a while. Yeah, and um Revelations 2, um, your second character, like Moya or the little girl Natalia, they can't die by normal means. So like they could take like say all the punishment, right? And just have your main character like Barry, for example, or Claire come in and just kill him. Because they won't die from like the same way Claire and, and um Barry would. They will die from enemies, but not your secondary character. Something that I it's honestly much more preferable. Because even like Revelations one and Resident Evil six done that, where I don't even worry about my my partner. I don't even worry about myself. Because since they are invincible, this is less stress I had to worry about. You know, take care of them. Yeah, I think that was the better choice going forward because you you don't have to deal with stuff like babysitting anymore after that. And I think, of course, four is also a worse example sometimes with Ashley, but. At the same time, I will say, I think five, six, all that other stuff, they had the right idea for managing how the co-op partner works. Uh, yeah, I, no, freaking four. I know a particular song we all know love, love, love to stand Ashley, though, but from a gameplay perspective, she's just uh, obnoxious and horrible, you know? Yeah. She is so fragile. She gets in the way pretty easily if there's an enemy teleport behind you and she just ducks down, right? So that allows her to get hit. Or God forbid, you take out your shotgun and she's like right in front of you. The pellets will hit her if um she's close enough or far enough, depending on your distance. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those discussions that should happen on another podcast where it's like the skill really equate to the NPC just fucking dying and the mission failing because <laughs> of your fault. And I think I'm on the oh, side where it's yes. like, I don't think that counts for the players like it's not my fault if i can't control the situation because the ai was stupid and ran into an enemy that's completely asinine but i feel as though zero has some negatives that outshine the positives there are positives like the environment the atmosphere i love it the train i i the two characters the chemistry they have i thought that was all well done but it's a lot of design choices that hold the game back from greatness compared to remake one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you done or do you mind if I go? Oh, I'm, I'm done. I, I said I was going to be brief, so go ahead. Okay. Um, so the thing I'm going to start with the things I dislike about this game. Uh, hookshot. I don't think I really need to reiterate that, but I think no. the biggest, <laughs> no. I think the biggest issue is that it's like, I, I want to say it's like, you have to rely on it for like 75% of the game. No, not 75, at least um, a good 40%. Because uh, once you go over to the Resident Evil 2 location, you're done. You don't need a hook anymore. And yeah, that's like it, it, point of the game. it's like four specific locations you need it in. But it, like when you get to that point, it's like the 70% more uh, of the like, game. Here's the thing, though. Like, there's a problem with it. Like Once once you um turn the cast the thing around and go to the laboratory the next area after you mm. beat the bad boss you need it to um go up and go behind the church yeah you know that on top of the fact and considering that you can't go back to the door you came in you got to go all the way around this long ass path just to get that goddamn hook shot that one item it's a long yeah. like if you didn't know or well, obviously you won't know on your first playthrough you, yeah, it's a long path to get down there because you got to deal with elevators and all the other jazz. Yeah, it, it's it's a thing that um, it's a later question, but I do definitely want to talk about uh, the remake for Zero if they ever do one and why they should get rid of it. But we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not a fan of the fact that Rebecca's health is like just utterly dog shit in that game. Like mm-hmm. 
Billy has like, non-existent. Like Billy has a normal health, uh, like bar. Billy has three through, times like, the amount of health as Rebecca. I've like yeah, found and it, this out. it doesn't make sense. Like especially when you take into consideration that Rebecca had basically the same stats that Chris had in in both the original RE one and the remake, where she was able to avoid zombies a little bit easier and she could take a bit of a hit. So I just don't know why they decided she had to be extremely weak and could not take a hit at all. I had to it do. I'm oh, sorry, real I, quick. I recently, I, I recently done a hard mode run, so I definitely get the sentiment of like the balancing just sucks in that game. Uh, go on. Well, so like that's kind of a problem Capcom had at their early stages, though. Like the male characters were slower, but they were tankier and and whatnot. But the female characters were f- much faster, but they have like shit health. The good example of this is Resident Evil Four because Ada is blitz, blissingly fast on her feet compared to Leon, but she cannot take a hit to save her life. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a that's an interesting way to make characters feel unique from one another, but like. At the same time, that does not mean that the character has to be so weak to the point where it feels like none of your health items really matter at that point because you're just going to go back down to danger anyway, right? It's it's too extreme. Uh, Yeah, it's 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 like you said, it's too extreme. Another thing I don't like is the fact that Billy cannot combine herbs. It's it's such a standard feature and you just cannot do it. Like, why? It, yeah, like I said, I make him different, it. though. But that's dumb altogether. <laughs> like, just... Another th- oh, I, I uh, wanted to say that I because in in tying with what you were talking about with the health and mm-hmm. with Billy not being able to make herbs, I think the idea, and I'm I'm not a I'm nowhere close to a developer, believe me. I think the idea is to want to be like encourage switching because initially, when you have a co-op partner and you can switch to them, the first thing you're thinking is, why the hell would I switch to another character if I can just use this character and use the other one as a pack mule? But if you tie a certain element into them, like with Rebecca being the only one able to mix and Billy being tankier, and I think he has like a higher crit rate or something like that. He has some other thing. Um, so you can like kind of encourage the player. Now, whether that's successful or not is a completely different story. But... Oh, so, so, so I'm going to point to that really quick because I'm going to bring up what Ren said, and I know you're probably going to have a similar point to this. But like Billy, who is military, like he was former military and was trained by the military can't mix herbs but a guy leon who is police trained and is a rookie can mix herbs like yeah, how does that make sense you know what yeah, i mean he doesn't he's never been to raccoon city he doesn't know what a herb is and i have another point about this too and how they could have made going off of your point of like trying to in, incentivize using the character swapping how they could have made that better have Rebecca have a similar ability to the doctor from the Outbreak games. Uh, I believe his name was George, George. right? George. Yeah. And give him the give love. her the ability to basically combine special healing items that Billy would not be able to make because she is technically the star's team medic. So and also I feel she like that would make as well that um that you can only use for her, obviously, because it's our special item. So you're gonna yeah. have to place her anyway. So I think that would have made a lot more sense. I think in turn, though, for like Billy, right, to kind of incentivize using him, though, they could have had a thing where like maybe he has the ability to craft ammo or specifically enhanced ammo that you a Resident Evil 3 mechanic. Yeah, again, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about this when we get into a potential remake RE0. We'll get to that. But yeah. that's another thing that I don't like about uh, that game. 
not a huge fan of the fact that eliminators have like basically just infinite hits done other enemies like the frogs could just swallow you in one hit regardless of health amount fuck them leech men are stupidly annoying like there's just a lot a lot of things that this game feels like it needed more tweaking oh and, and one other thing too before i move on to my positives the the lack of um the lack of side packs Granted, you might have noticed that I didn't talk about the item boxes, and I do think that's an issue, but I think they could have mitigated that issue had they included side packs for the characters to use to increase the amount of item slots they had. So that way... Slots would have broken so much of the annoyances, I will agree. I I feel like, you know, the fact that I have to worry about going through... Because there's a lot of problem areas in RE0. Uh, A lot of areas where there's this very very dangerous bows to deal with and they're in very tight corners and the fact that also too they they kind of buffed zombies in zero in the sense that zombies can grab you from uh both the front and behind and can grab you at the same time um the remakes for two and three kind of did this but not to the extent that zero did so essentially, you could basically have double damage, and as Brandon mentioned too, zombies also have some zombies have body armor as well. So yeah, it's it's um, it, there's just some things where it's just like why why did you do it this way, or or why didn't you balance the characters around these changes to make more sense, where it, it doesn't feel like these characters are completely useless or just completely um at odds i understand making a game challenging but then that's a completely different thing from um making a game completely unfair or just unreasonably balanced so those are the things that i disliked and that's why i think a side pack would have been nice but uh the things that i did like i really liked the environment i liked billy cohen as a character and i really wish they would bring him back revelation zero maybe can can that be a thing that would be cool um I really actually like the amount of um the amount of weapons that are in the game. I like that there's there's a unique variety of them and some of them that we haven't really seen before in in that particular uh configuration in the series before. Um I really thought that the areas that were more or less recreation recreations of RE2 were really cool to see and and little nods to RE2 were really nice to see. Um Going back to guns really quick, I, I really thought that Billy's custom 1911 was probably one of the coolest things they'd ever done. Where it's <laughs> basically like a hybrid of an M9 and a 1911 with like a 15 round mag. It's, it's beautiful. I, I love it. I, I wish it really existed. Yeah, dude, um, the fire rate on that thing is amazing, too. Just hold on egg and goes, it goes to work. Do you know what's crazy, too? They've never made a, an airsoft replica of that, but they've made airsoft replicas of like almost every iteration of the uh the samurai edge some of the uh magnums that leon's used the the revolver from re0 at the end of the game that you get as an unlock stuff like that but never never billy's uh custom 1911 and and that's what i want the most i want to see that happen i would pay real money for that capcom (laughs) shadow here (laughs) is the one who wants a natural samurai edge because they they have they tend to have a deal with Tokyo Marui who makes their um, airsoft replicas. I would pay real fucking money for a Tokyo Marui 
fucking Billy's 1911 style samurai edge. Okay, that's all I'm asking for. Anyway, beside the point. Um, uh, I and I know I was just shitting on some of these enemies, but genuinely, I do think that they are good, good, well-made, designed enemies in terms of just visuals, right? Not uh, not balancing purposes. So I think, like, at least in that regard, like, they look cool. And I'd, I'd love to see them recreated in Ori Engine, or I'd love to see them return in a new variation. Because we have seen in the past where Capcom has uh, revived certain enemy types and, uh, you know, changed their aesthetics or changed their, their properties or enhanced them in a way when they've, than like the Revelation series, or like it, even in RE5, they had the uh, the liquor betas, for example, right? Um, so I'd like to see I'd like to see something come out of that in the future, maybe if they do like a Revelation Zero, mm-hmm. um, or or a Revelations Three for that matter. Um, I I really like the soundtrack to RE Zero as well. It's it's very ambient. I. I feel like it's one of the better soundtracks in the series, to be honest. The military facilities theme is is very underrated. Yeah, the intro um, theme is great too. Oh yeah, and it's it's fine. I I mean the hot take for me is I think Dead Aim's better, but that's Dead Aim has a really good soundtrack <laughs> too. It, it, its intro it, is probably the best part of the game. Oh, we gotta! It, I gotta actually play through that game one of these days. And I, I did on the compatible. stream like about three weeks ago as a base handgun run, and yeah, like the the, the game itself. I just put it off something. The the game itself is like all kinds of wacky, but the intro forty five second cutscene is like probably the highlight of the game. Yeah, unfortunately, it, it, it kind of goes down. I get a mouse that's like compatible, so I could play that with a mouse. Um, it's not uh, terrible with controller, but it's a bit. It's weird. bad. Uh, like, like here's the thing: when you know you could play that game with a mouse and get like perfect headshots with it, like it's, there's no way I'm gonna play it with a fucking controller. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a particularly difficult game, but 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 that being said, like I gotta beat that game so we could do a potentially a future podcast on that game. <laughs> but mm-hmm. anyway, um. I I thought like uh I, I really liked the prototyrant actually. I thought that was really cool. Um and I thought like Marcus as an antagonist was interesting as like kind of like the um more or less like the origin of how the um or one of the facets of how the uh T virus or tyrant virus was created in the series. So I really thought that was cool. Um and I also and liked the kind of ago. precursors to uh to like Wesker and uh Birkin before they kind of splintered off and did their own things with Resident Evil 1 and RE2 respectively. So so I like those aspects. Um also specifically with the HD remaster cuz this was not a feature this this stuff was not featured in the original GameCube release or the uh the Wii release. Uh Wesker mode that was a brilliant mode. Yes. I kind of wish that uh, Remake 1 had a Barry Burton mode. I think that would have been cool. Which is <laughs> Barry's mod. Like, um, yeah, I mean, a game more bearable with Wesker. Yeah, and um, the the extra costumes that they added in. Granted, they were DLC, and, and that really sucked. But I really liked how, specifically for Rebecca, I wish they would have done more costumes for, for Billy, but beside the point... Uh, they had a bunch of like reference reference costumes where it was like 
for various stars costumes that she's had in various uh, RE games. So I, I thought that was really cool. And they even brought her uh, N64 uh, like inspired costume into that. And I thought that was like one of the coolest things. Um, at the same time, though, it makes me mad that, you know, RE0 had more content added in as far as costumes are concerned and also an additional mode that remake remake one didn't get that i feel as though it deserved again that's a whole nother topic um one other thing too just really quick with this uh i think that like as far as visually speaking that that remaster is concerned capcom did a much better much better job if i could speak today (laughs) uh, a much better job in remastering and recreating those uh those areas in RE0 because a lot of the areas in Remake 1 uh the way that they remastered them a lot of those background images are very stretched out and they just look very pixelated and and uh, low quality which is why a lot of people end up modding the PC versions to have like these 4K uh retextured uh versions that are pulled straight from the uh, GameCube assets so but that's a whole another thing but uh that being said I I really do like those aspects of RE0. And I do, for the most part, I do, despite having some grievances with RE0, I do enjoy it for what it is. Respectable. It is. Right, cool. um, I think we should move on. We, we took a well, lot of time. Well, on this. everybody's finished. Hold on. Who hasn't gone yet? That one to go, at least. I think Queen didn't go. Well, <laughs> um, I guess the, the things I liked about RE0 were. Well, the story, I know, was all over the place. It was very different, I will say, than other RE games I've played, the ones of the ones I played. Um, it was very different compared to a lot of them, but I feel like it was more just, a, they had fun with it when they made it, I feel like. They just were like, hey, let's try some, a bunch of stuff out, and they tried it out. A lot of it didn't work, obviously, and they, uh, like, the the character, the dual character, Switch, which we're about to go into, uh, like that. They started. They started that there, and they've moved on. They moved on to it, and they've improved it in future games, such as the Revelations Two. They did a lot better job with it than they used to do. But yeah, that's all I really got to say. I don't really got much to say about it. Yeah, we got a uh, hurry up and move because yeah. we got like wanna, 20, 30 minutes left. Number nine, then, Ren, since you're already talking. Sure, sure, no problem. Do you think that Capcom pulled off the dual character aspect between Billy and Rebecca fine in this game? Um, um we kind of talked about that. We talked about already. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess quickly I could just say it's it's one of those things where it's like it's a cool concept, but it doesn't work too well in execution because you have times where the AI does not attack until you attack. And also you have situations where you want to get the character out of the way, but you have to use the other stick and it's kind of a little bit convoluted. Like I said, I prefer when Revelations 2 did this where you press the button, you quickly switched and it wasn't really any problem between the two and the other character wasn't that annoying to babysit in the process. That's it. Anyone else on this one, or we can move on? I mean, like, yeah, gets a bit of stick. I'll, uh, I'll just say mine really quick. I, uh, so I actually like being able to manually control the characters and switching between them. 
and I do feel as though per personally, in, in my opinion, I thought that the AI was much better than the uh, the AI in like RE5, for example, because uh, Sheva can be really stupid in like higher difficulties. Um, that said, um, I I would be fine with just a regular like just character select and not having to deal with it. I'd rather not have to worry about another character. Or at the very least, I feel like there should have been a co-op option. I was about to say, co-op. <laughs> I said, uh, oh, I, I said earlier that they, they planned to have it in the original prototype for a co-op option, but uh, it got scrapped, unfortunately, for the main game, but that would have been nice. So I guess we can... Move on, or is everyone done here? I mean, yeah, I, I'd say it's like the AI gets a bit of stick, but like again, this game's like nearly twenty years old, and yeah, you have to start somewhere. So I think for what it was, it was fine. Um, you know, it kind of it 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 served its purpose, mm -hmm. and I'm sure if they were to ever redo it, I mean, given how they would probably do it in some more modern engine, I'm sure it'd be far far better uh, executed. I guess we can skip number 10, too, because we kind of already answered that, except yeah, for yeah, saying... Yeah, except we, we yeah. A lot of the DR, the bosses suck, the balancing sucks, they look cool, that's it, moving on. The, the only thing we didn't mention was the bug things, and they're, like, whatever. They're yeah, kinda, they're whatever, they're cannon fodder. Honestly. Yeah. Bugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just some bugs. Yeah, I can, I can read so off creepy. number 11, and uh, I'll read off number 11 and talk about that really quick. All right. uh, what are your thoughts on the end game unlockables that you receive? Costumes, weapons, leech hunter mode, etc. Uh, so funny thing about that is that the costumes in the HD port, they're automatically unlocked. You don't have yeah. to beat the game to unlock mm -hmm. them anymore. And I think they did that because they felt as though people might have given up on the game too early with the, the remaster or, you know, wouldn't have actually went out of their way to uh, play it to completion. So I get that uh leech hunter mode i didn't really care for it to be honest i didn't think it was that good really no I, i'm actually in the opposite there i actually I, found it really fun i do appreciate the reg factor also don't like it at the same time but because um each um path can be better than the other but overall yeah. i do enjoy uh freaking um leech hunter not the best Le mode honestly but mm -hmm. westcar mode is king that's all yeah, <laughs> yeah just... I, I agree. I, I like the addition of Wesker mode mo more. Uh, it definitely changes up the playthrough. Um, I don't know. I just I really didn't care for it. I I would have liked to have seen like, um, I guess other types of modes that like maybe remake introduced or like RE two introduced. Like I just didn't like the idea of like, hey, do you want to go around collecting all these leeches that you cannot drop? Like that's the biggest problem. Like. You want in, in, in a game where inventory is already tedious to deal with, and then it gets forced that your inventory is getting more and more limited. Yeah, it's yeah. Not gonna if, well, here's the thing, though: like you don't pick them up right away. Like you, yeah, be, I, I know that. I, I know that. If you want to beat Leech Hunter, basically just go around, like leave Rebecca in the starting area, and go around as Billy, killing everything. Just pick up all the guns and just start killing away, and then have Rebecca pick up all the shit that she needs to pick. From this the is, rooms. There's just some sections that you you need Rebecca to play as and grab the stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, actually, the more effective way to play Leech Hunter is actually have both of them. Just have both of them together, but leave Rebecca behind for a room or two, and then bring her along to collect whatever items that you Billy cannot collect. 
That's like literally yeah. the most effective way to do it. Really? Because I, I yeah. that's not how I beat it. So it, de- it depends if how how much time you're willing to put into it. If you want to try and beat it and do it fairly quickly, or if you give absolutely no care at all how long it takes you. If you want to get all the trophies and get 100, percent it takes like two hours. Uh, uh, take it two and a half because you gotta go through it one more time just to get the um the second one where you only have one side of the colors. I do like the additional guns you unlock from Leech Hunter mode, like the uh the basically assault rifle variation of the MP5 that doesn't exist, and also the the revolver that's shown at the uh, ending CGI cutscene. Those were cool. Mm. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know. I- I mean, a lot of the additional comment for me for I was kind of just there. None of it really floated my boat. I, I I wasn't even the hugest fan of Wesker mode. It was cool. I can see why people appreciate it. It's just not my thing. Um, to be honest, like a lot of the costumes were probably like my favorite stuff because I actually thought some of them were pretty cool. But other than that, I didn't particularly really enjoy any of it. <laughs> being being honest, which is unusual for me. Yeah, I, I think the highlight is the costumes for me. Um, I have not, well, because I lost my save, I have to complete the game again on hard mode and get all my trophies that way, which is a pain in the ass. But uh, I've seen gameplay. I'm going to try it and see if I'm interested. If not, I'll say so later. Other than that, I, I saw the post-game weapons. I mean, that's standard for RE, infinite ammo, yeah. a blasting away mm-hmm. enemies, stuff like that. Uh, but the costumes are cool. I like that they reference the idea of not only director's cut for Rebecca, but also the prototype for the N64 because you see that like yeah, right those in were the DLC. chat. Yeah, so that that's pretty cool. I I love all that stuff. She also has her headband, the red headband that was yep. going to be given to her by Billy, I believe, at the end of the game in the original prototype. Yep, that was supposed to be a memento from Billy. It yeah. it was uh since removed and now she has uh his dog tags yep dog tags uh, which is kind of weirder it should have kept that but it's whatever i mean highly highly incriminating but i guess we'll ignore that oh well not only that though you don't see that detail in remake do you you don't see her dog tag right so i don't think so actually i I don't know but that's because it hadn't it hadn't happened at that point so yeah exactly my point that's that makes it's not not like it's not like remake 2 and remake 3 which are developed at the exact same time so they were able to interchange various bits and pieces they didn't know they were going to do it so you know yeah yeah Uh, anybody else want to go on 11 before we uh wrap things up with 12 no, I think we're pretty much... Yeah, we're, yeah, we're good. Okay. good. Uh, I'll read off number 12 then, too. Uh, if they remade RE0, what should they do differently? Um, so I think mainly I would like to see them have a better connection to RE1. That's the main thing. But obviously other things would be like rebalancing things, cutting away the things that actually hurt the game more than help it like the hook shot for example just cut out all those segments because or make weapons suck. not take two inventory slots um yes. I think, I think it was i'm not too you. worried about I, the inventory specifically because they've been replicating the re7 slash re2 remake inventory style lately yeah. although they could hypothetically replicate the re village inventory style we don't know which way they're going to want to go with that but chances are it'd probably be more similar to re7 and re2 remake i think you Uh, i think you have to probably assume it's going to go down that path i i I can't uh see it would being otherwise yeah so 
I, I'm not going to rule out the possibility of either or. I'm just saying that it's likely going to be the uh, the former. It, 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 was, the it feels a little better. Um, also, too, I think that they just um, to make it a little bit more interesting, you know, obviously they're probably going to copy some of the tricks that they had with like the with Revelations 2 in particular, but maybe to make it a little bit more interesting, add in some co-op because I would uh, love that. I, I could definitely see like an RE0 remake with potential both local and online co-op working very well, especially if you have to rely on each other for resources and, uh, you know, whether it be ammo or healing items or just uh, clearing out a room or something like that. I, I could definitely see seeing it, it work could, out. It could probably like almost a bit like a, a modern day RE5 effectively. Yeah. Like, um, see, I would say that, but then I think to make it even more... Uh, fitting for the survival horror uh, like genre that it is, and, and also to kind of replicate what the original did, have the characters be forced to split up at times. Yeah, yeah, I think you, that would you work. could you could probably do that. Yeah, I mean, and that's that was one of the things of the game. You know, that there are times where you had to split up. I'm sure they would. I imagine that would be something that would be delved into. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just think that you should you should be able to do it at at any time if, yeah. if need be. You know what I mean? Uh, granted, like, if anything, you should be able to communicate with your partner if, if you're online and you have no way to communicate with the mic, at least there should be some way to, like, contact the character to be like, hey, I'm, like, over at this spot, it's marked on the... You can radio map. in with, like, Yeah, yeah, emotes. stuff like that, yeah. So, Billy, like, help! Uh, <laughs> so I think, I think stuff like that would be good. Side packs, which I brought up, and I'm glad, Ren, you reminded me of. Side packs, please put those in. Because if you're not going to have an uh, an item box, which I'm assuming might be changed in a RE0 remake, add in side packs, please. Just yeah. please just add those in. Yeah, that'll mitigate, uh, uh, that'll mitigate like a lot of problems that happens with the inventory. And yeah. if you're going to hold like stuff like the hunting rifle, that would be best, honestly. Um, With Marcus in particular, I just want more more of his character to be expanded upon and explained and maybe potentially if they could because re village did kind of uh, allude to some things um, i'm not going to spoil yeah. it for anybody who hasn't played village yet but uh they alluded to some things so i'd like to see an re0 remake maybe allude to things about um mm -hmm. the, vi the village in in europe mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure oh, I imagine yes, they will. Yeah. I mean, oh, they've yeah, already been so. effectively rewriting some of the story, so yeah, I'm so sure. I, I would they're... like to see some connections like that. And um, very one last thing, just uh, I think that should be noted is that they should have more costumes for Billy and and also yes. for Rebecca as well, but Billy too because in... Billy has no like barely any costumes in in R yeah. Zero. So. I think my favorite costume is his uh, gangster outfit. I, I really like his Street Fighter costume, to be honest. <laughs> the, the one for uh, Cody. So Anyway, uh, somebody else could go. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, think a lot of, I think a lot of the issues that have been highlighted are probably going to be largely alleviated by just running it in a more modern engine. You know, it talks of like being stunned a lot by enemies or, you know, the AI, that sort of thing. I think just general advances in games and gaming in general are just going to probably alleviate a lot of these issues um, uh, if they redid it. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, actually, I got something to add to um, real quick, sorry. Um, did you um, talk about character on the gimmicks, Don? Because one thing they could do for Billy is, like you said, have him like do like. Yeah, I didn't. 
it to craft like ammo or make special ammo like an RE3. But mm-hmm. another thing they could do is him make him the better shot. Like he has a much better chance of getting critical damage than Rebecca. Because mm-hmm. like been, you know, and was it the Marines, right? For much longer than Rebecca's been a cop. Cause she's 18. She just started. So yeah. like that should factor in. Like he should have better gunplay than Rebecca, but not to a point where um, Rebecca's unplayable with guns, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it should be like, well, you know, Rebecca being a medic and also a police officer, she should be better as a medic and also, well, she's also a chemist too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so aspects for her character should also stand out and be better. So, like, maybe she can make more potent healing items. I, me in particular, I, I do tend to like to play as, uh, like a, a medic type of character. Uh, and completely unrelated game, but like, Sometimes, like, me and Brandon will play uh, COD Zombies, and I love being a fucking medic in, in Call of Duty Zombies, so, like, I'll, <laughs> I'll pick up anybody, I don't give a fuck. So, like, you know, so, in, in that Free kind of lives. situation, if it's, like, if it's, like, RE0, right, like, if I had the opportunity to play as a medic and, like, be a, a fucking bomb-ass medic, I will do it, Okay. Let's go. Okay, anyway. Cindy or George? <laughs> um, I guess I'll go. Um, what they could do differently with RE0 that hasn't been said here. Um, I was honestly thinking of a concept of mine that I had. I was like, what if they did Brazilian Zero co-op, like you guys said, but sort of in the style, like kind of a slower pacing, like Resident Evil 2 Remake kind of did on for most people's playthroughs. Like, I was just, I'm thinking in my toilet myself, like, you go through a room, and then you hear your partner get attacked by a zombie, you go back to the room, you see them getting a chunk of their throat almost being torn out, type of deal. And, like, to me, I felt like something similar to that, like, the, a different tone switch for Resident Evil uh, would be, for, uh, I mean, uh, for Resident Evil uh, Zero, would definitely work in the better for a more, like, a dark, like, tone-wise, darker, a little bit more of a slow... A little bit slower burn because Resident Evil Zero, uh, looking back on it, it's a bit of a faster, like, pacing wise and plot wise game. You kind of get to A to point A to point B. It's just the backtracking with the inventory systems, what makes it slow. Otherwise, if it didn't have that, it would be a pretty quick game. So that's my take on that. That's. I agree with uh, everyone here and just completely exterminate the hookshot from all life existence, <laughs> everything. Yeah, like yeah. people, people don't physically. I think I missed one important point. I didn't mean to cut you off, Black, but original enemy types for an RE0 remake because all the remakes have done a, an original enemy type. You know what's cool? Um, In that very, like, document that we're looking over the questions and everything and they talk about cut enemies there were a lot of them that didn't make it to the original re0 like supposedly wesker was going to have a monkey that would go around and follow you and that turned into the eliminator so i'm wondering like that would have been the pursuing enemy for the game even though they said it didn't make sense and i agree uh it's kind of weird but they could have did things like that. Also, man spiders were going to be in the game as well, and you would see them somewhere in the facility. And I'm like, yeah, if they do like remakes, the best idea is to go back and use these cut enemies for the better and see what happens with them. 
a lot of the concept for those cut enemies are actually really dope. Like the like you said, the uh, human spiders, whatever they are. There was also and another the- one where it's like a frog-like enemy that would be stuck on the ceiling. And they said the reason they didn't do this was because it was limitations at the time. But it was some amphibious creature that would like be in a cocoon, burst out and come out of the ceiling at you. And I'm like, they could do something like that where the idea didn't work back then. But now it would be okay because enhanced tech. Hmm. So that's um, all I got for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. As, well, as, as I was saying, was like, I think the hookshot is not light because people don't particularly like backtracking and the hookshots of not only is it like, people don't particularly like optional backtracking sometimes and when it's forced upon you, like people just revile it, which is why the hookshot's just so like hated. I, I'm 100% they, they would probably know play, but I don't think they'd have anything like that at all they're just like just general progression I think something like Resident Evil 2 Remake is probably a decent base for an RE0 remake I think that's probably about the right sort of pacing I think it's a decent mm-hmm. start point just find a way to kind of integrate yeah, something like that into a more into like a two player cooperative style and I think you're most of the way there hmm. anything else guys? Uh no, I'm done for now. Just uh, I think we're all cut good. enemies, yeah, we're bring all them back. Yeah. Alrighty, so um, uh, we're gonna go ahead and do outros. Um, Renegade, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at renoperative underscore. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. Uh, the only thing I'm working on right now is a review for the Fear Street trilogy, a horror movie anthology that came out on Netflix. And I really enjoy them so far, so look forward to that review sometime later in the week. I was curious about those, actually. The first one is actually decent, so I I really did enjoy it, so I would say it's worth watching. Alrighty, so I might check that out sooner or later, after Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, because I still haven't watched that yet. Um, Anyway, next person up, uh, Austin, where can we find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter with the same handle as AKAustin. Uh, I also do uh, most of the uh, mostly every week. I do Twitch streams under the same uh, username, uh, AK Austin uh, underscore zero one. You can find me there. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Alrighty, uh, Divic, where can we find you? Hey, I just uh, shit post on Discord. So, <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> Queen Chicken, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Queen Chicken Seven. Or you can find me on Twitch at Warden Shepherd and Seven. I'm currently playing through the Devil May Cry series, so if you want to check that nice. out, feel free. Hey, that's what's up. It's my first playthrough, so yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll do four shortly. <laughs> Went through one, two, and three. All were very different experiences. Mm-hmm, yes. Yep. Yeah, that's I like put it. two. I don't like talking about that. Was what the. <laughs> Me to be fair, it was a fun stream of just fun. like going for it and blasting through and just like ridiculing I, everything I saw. I beat I beat it in one sitting, so I was like, oh yeah. Uh, uh, Randall, where can we find you? Um, now you done business. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Immortal Brendel. That's it. Nothing else. Alrighty. All right. uh, Black Black Shadow, where can we find you? I was gonna call Black you Rock. Blackrock again. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Oh boy. I find it. Never mind. Um, yeah, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Black Show Nine Nine Three. Also on Twitch as well, Black Underscore Shadow Underscore Nine Nine Three. Because someone beat me to the punch. Um, and yeah, like in about 
about a month or so, be doing uh, the returns for uh, Resident Evil Outbreak uh, with my uh, my so-called Ruffle Raffle, as well as doing a cooperative base handgun run only for Resident Evil 5 Professional, which is going to suck, which should be good. Ooh, that's good. Get ready for the meme shadow. Did, did four back in April, which was brutal. Um, and I, someone decided they wanted to join me for the pain that's going to be RE5, and I'm like, okay. Are you capping yourself with specific handguns? It's starting base handgun. the base handgun unupgraded. No that's oh, it. Oh, Jesus, that's yes, so that's... terrible. Oh, I, did it for, I did it for four. It was <laughs> an experience. It, now I, someone gets to join with me. So, uh, yeah, I have that fun in about six weeks. I volunteered, but then I was thinking, like, oh, shit, there's some spots a lot that I am going to be scared of. That's idiot. How to turn RE5 into an absolute horror game. Just play with handguns. <laughs> Wesker anyway. is going to be just ruffle territory. <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys know me as biodevil underscore dom. Uh, you can find me under that name on uh, Twitter, YouTube, on extremely rare occasions, Twitch. Um, I have an RE7 video that's already fully scripted. I just need to take the time to record it whenever I get free time, but work is keeping me preoccupied and i'm also uh actually getting back on track with recording footage for re re3 the original uh i recently got a dreamcast and an rgb scart cable so i will be getting some dreamcast footage as well so that should nice. be interesting but that being all said uh this has been another ias podcast episodic discussion uh we'll be seeing you all for the next one so later EDFs. Right. Hookshot sucks. <laughs> <laughs>